Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, come one, come all. The curtain is about to raise on the greatest role on earth. I am your host and GM, Squish, this evening, and I am joined by a fantastic cast. They create all kinds of loosely circus-themed shenanigans for each and every one of you. <laughs> I have absolutely no idea how they're going to run with what's presented to them, but here to the show. Curtain rise to play with the cowards you don't. So must go on. After all, no matter what strange and potentially horrible things, but all of them. So, what friends do we have? Tell them the friends. I don't want to see the friends. Hello, friends. Hello. Oh, hi. Friends. As I, uh, as I said, I am Squish and the host and GM of the Two Perception Show, and tonight I am going to be running this Pathfinder Second Edition campaign for these fine folk over here. So uh, why don't y'all introduce yourselves? Don't worry about your characters too much. Uh, just we'll just go around the order you are on the screen. There. Let's start with uh, you, Chelsea. That'll work. Hi, I'm Chelsea Bites. I am a variety streamer on Twitch. Likes to build computers and talk too much. It is so wonderful to meet all of you. And I'm Ash Ignis, and I am a streamer and model and TTRPG player. Uh, I'm very excited because this is my first time getting to play Pathfinder, so I am very excited, very nervous, and I'm probably going to mess things up. Do I go next? Yeah, go. You go. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay, I'm good. Okay, okay, okay. Hi, I'm Sam, and I'm a variety caster as well. Who, uh, also, this is my first time playing Pathfinder, but I played a lot of D and D and TTRPGs. Um, yeah, that's it. Okay, it's your turn. Okay, okay. Uh, I'm Jared, uh, also a variety streamer here on Twitch, uh, but you guys know me, that fan for a couple years, uh, filmmaker, cinematographer. Uh, I like to think I'm a cool guy. I don't know. Well, yeah, that's it. And Google me. <laughs> oh, we bring it in back. <laughs> you know what? Right? Right back around again. I don't know what kind of show this Google was. back in. <laughs> I didn't know. Just easier. Everybody, y'all should have Googled me. Yeah, <laughs> Dang Google Google us. Sorry. I came Google with the wrong energy. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, this is uh, my first time, actually, on the Dab Network. I'm excited for this. Honestly, I love <laughs> a level one group of people who haven't played Pathfinder before. It's well, I'm I'm oney. Uh, you guys are gonna love math. You're gonna love it. It's gonna be great. There's yeah. not as much math anymore. There's still a lot, but there's less than there was previously. And we're level one. How many things could you possibly <laughs> have had at one time? We're, we're yeah. like children. You hit somebody and you look at the number on your sheet, it's probably good. There might be like three or seven things. You just said. Wall chart. Oh no. It'll <laughs> be fine. It'll be fine. It's the circus, okay? For those of you who join the traveling circus, I don't even expect you to be able to count. And a traveling circus is exactly what we have here. As we come in to our adventures today, the circus of Wayward Wonders has come to the little town of Aberton. It's not, you know, really a luxury visitation destination for an entertainment troupe, but it's a place 
and it's a place to start. This is your debut, after all, so might as well make sure we have all of the kinks out. Once the curtain rises, the show goes largely as anticipated. Now, you've spent the last uh, couple of months, possibly years, if you've been with the show since it's hit the road, practicing, organizing things, getting the logistics and the supplies together to put on a full-scale three-ring circus. And today is the day that that all rides on. I love that music right there. That was beautiful. Mm. So, there's maybe a couple of hours until the curtain is going to rise. An hour after the sun reaches its zenith noon. Your campground is not too far outside of the small, humble town of Aberton. A couple of dozen buildings. Maybe a couple... Maybe like a hundred citizens that live here. It's, again, not massive. But here out on the Isle of Erin, you kind of get the scraps left behind of the Starstone Isles from the massive metropolis of Absalom across the channel. Most of the people that live in the Isles are over there. But over there's big grounds, and you're little fish for the moment. With your morning's preparation series, you're organizing things for your premiere. I'm gonna attempt to say this name. Bodhi Perp Wadler's cute. What are you doing? What preparations do you have in order? What are you attending to? It's, it's, it's Bodhi Perp Wadler's Emphasis the Wadler. Uh, That's what I said. I said uh, like that. Yes. Uh, I, I'm prepping all my my uh, accoutrements for the, the special effects to assist all of the shows, uh, and uh, you know, gathering gathering my my powders and my my spell implements to produce flares and special effects uh, and lighting. That's that's what a body spoot. No body perp. My friends call me Bodie Spoop. Bodie Spoop. Yeah, go on. Bodie Spoop. 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 Bodie and marvels that you have back in the staging area here at the center of the tent. Uh, you would be assisted uh, by one of the elder members of the Circus of Wayward Wonders that most of you would probably know only as the Professor. Uh, the Professor is an older man, maybe in his mid-50s. Uh, what preceding hair he has left graying, but uh, that that he has still somewhat impressively long. Uh, with his throat kind of marred by mottled bits of uh, burnt and scarred skin from years of his fire-breathing act. Uh, he may not have the physical strength, really, to help to haul things around or set up some larger sets, but he's got the know-how of what to do with things like this, and helping uh, Odie Perpere would be exactly his expertise. As you're organizing these things, he, he turns to you a bit of a smile on his face. You know... I always find it kind of interesting how much work we go through to bring light to a tent in the middle of the day. If we simply didn't direct the tent, we'd have the entire sun bearing on us. But then what, what would the, the trapeze hook onto if we had no tent roof? We can still have main poles, of 
course, we can still engineer our rigging. Uh, it's just, don't you think it's a, a little bit ironic that we have a source of nearly infinite light above us during our show that we go out of the way to remove and then replace with these little bits of alchemy and, and fire? As, as, as a lighting professional, you're actively infuriating me right now. You're, you're belittling my, my duties. What? And he just kind of chuckles. I suppose many of the fire acts wouldn't be terribly impressive against the light of, of the actual sun. Uh, and he turns to something else, uh, gesturing to a little pile of things that you have yet to organize and prepare. Uh, continuing to perhaps sort of irritate Odi Perp and his organization, getting his own source of joy out of this. We're not far past that one of those very same uh, fire-based performers would be uh, doing what exactly, Vera? Uh, Vera is currently uh, stretching. She's working with the twins, actually, um, getting them ready since she helps with their act. She's not one of the main performers. She's kind of like side decoration with them. Uh, she's currently just like stretching and kind of like getting the gear all ready for the, the performances. And you would have the two uh, fiery-headed twins, the Flamboni sisters here, that have their torch-juggling act nearby that you would assist with. Uh, they're a little, I suppose, in a different category than you are. Yep. What with the magical fire manipulation and all that. They don't they don't really have any of that going on. We just don't talk about that. We'll just keep that, you know... They gotta juggle the fire the manual way. Um, yeah. But your assistance definitely makes their act uh, much easier to organize, much more impressive looking, certainly, and one would hope significantly safer, if at all possible. And these two oh, are. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> safer or the opposite, I suppose, depending on how hard you want to go with it. These two. No one can contest the amount of hours they put into their practice, as the uh, Flamboni sisters here are constantly, to the detriment and perhaps even annoyance of half of the group here, Anya and Junia are throwing their batons back and forth, almost literally 24-7. Uh, it's not in the way, but there's only there's a minimum amount of space this can occupy, really. The, the rings in your circus are... 40, 50 feet across. These are fairly large acts. If you really want to get their practice for some of these longer throws and some of these uh, more elaborate stunts they're doing, it uh, can be somewhat obtrusive. And you are possibly one of the only people not mildly annoyed by nope. their constant work, <laughs> as you fortunately are part of it. But as they're tossing other sticks back and forth, Woody Perp and the Professor are uh, kind of having their back and forth with the lighting. Myron! Thunder, Shuttle, your illustrious ringmaster, makes his appearance into the backstage here, ducking in from the campgrounds behind the entire tent where most of the animal animals, a half dozen horses, some camels, an elephant, Bardolph, the grizzly bear. Well, the other half of his performance, uh, unfortunately, is no longer with us. But I mean, we're not going to get rid of the grizzly bears, but he still gets to hang out and be a part of the circus. Everybody knows Bardolph. Bardolph's great. Uh, he comes in. He's the Flambonies. Asnipaton, seeing you there by helping. There's a beaming smile your direction. This booming voice echoes out throughout this staging area. 
Fantastic work you're putting in there, uh, Anya, Junior. I've never seen something quite so delightful. You're really getting into this perfect rhythm here, and Vera, giving him that, that yes. extra spark. You're gonna do great. Are you planning on taking the stage tonight yourself? Let me pencil you in. I haven't finalized the schedule quite yet. Uh, uh, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Mind uh, you, this starts in like two hours. <laughs> so. I'll figure out a routine. I'll, uh, we'll figure something out. Yeah. Fantastic! I have the utmost faith in each and every one of you. And that goes for all of you back here. I've been preparing this act for weeks, months, if not the years since we've traveled out from the Celestial Menagerie. This is our moment. The town of Aberton isn't going to know what hit them. And I'll have you know, their very own town mayor is going to be in attendance tonight. And as far as I can tell, damn near the entire rest of the town. So let's give him a show to remember, I And calls out to, uh... Everyone's a little on edge, so kind of a mixed response. It's loud, but it's kind of half-hearted back here. Some people are very focused, and while Thunder is certainly an inspiration and certainly a great push behind the group of you, people in the zone right now. Speaking of, uh, let's go down to Sam. How's your zone? What are you up to? Who are you? So I play Ka. Splat. <laughs> and what she would be doing is actually just kind of grooming her beard. She has no need to keep working out because she just has a natural strength to her. However, she's a very gentle soul. She's not what you would expect. And you see her kind of walking around, just grooming her beard and looking at all the other acts, just like, can I help you with anything? Do you need? Uh, any any water? Do you need any uh a, a cloth? Do you need me to wipe your forehead? I can wipe your forehead if you need. And you just hear her going up and down, like trying to help people. <laughs> just the kindest giant power lifter yeah. type that you've ever had in your life. Uh, so as you're going and looking around here, there would be a quartet of dwarves that you have. The Dwarven Throwers, you would know them as, and whether whether they have actual names is kind of <laughs> left to a uh, mystery, perhaps, because on stage they always go by Hergle, Durgle, Sorgan, and Forgan, and you are confident that they don't have the same names each time they go on there. Who is who seems to switch at near random. And, uh, Hergle kind of flags you over. Hi! Yeah, Splat! Hey! Uh, have your assistance or something over here for just a moment. Okay, and she's scurrying on over. What can I help he you with? Around, kind of got his hands together, and you don't see these four terribly serious a lot of the time. Uh, but he's looking at a stack of boxes he got back in the corner. Palms together, fingers up to his nose. Alright. So, you know our powders, our uh, shots for the, the gymnastic. Now helps us with the, with the grip so we can get a good proper throw across the ring here. You know where they went. I'm confident I left them right here. I'm rooting through all these boxes. I don't want to mess all this stuff up. We got everything organized. The other house about's got enough work going on this, but I can't find the powders. And uh, from behind the boxes, Thorgan pops his head up. He didn't even see him before he kind of arises. Uh, I am not back here. Not in there. And I ain't seen him nowhere else. Well, do you need to help find them? You. It was just sort of nod. <laughs> do that. Like, Don't worry, y'all. Don't worry, I can help you. Um, she's gonna kind of look around. 
as you go to look, uh, Urgul again, Terrence kind of points over way past some of the animal cages back here, uh, with a couple of some large cats and, uh, Mr. Tickles, an enormous boa constrictor. It's just, uh, half in, half out of the cage as his handler's working with him right now. Uh, I think, if I remember correctly, oh, it's coming to me now. I think Eliza said something about wanting to borrow some of them. She might have them. If you could go ask her first. Or maybe yes, they're over by... I can help you with that. For sure. Um, you wait right here. Don't worry. Your pretty little heads. And she's gonna start walking toward Eliza. As they're gonna walk off, uh, Tabitha, you would see here, Hergel and Sargon just kind of look at each other. Giant grins on their faces. Uh, you've been with the show long enough to know that these guys are kind of a nuisance and are almost certainly just wasting Splat's time. But what are you doing? Well, a Splat did take my lovely southern accent. I'll have to go with something a little more squarely, more spiny, prickly and whatnot. Ugh. Now, you fools, you know you left those boxes out of the tent? What are you doing? Wasting Kasplat's time yet again? I just kind of look at each other, and Hergel points his hand up, and, like, shh, and pulls out a big old sack from behind her. He's like, I know, I got it. Are you sure? There will be no rows for any of you tonight if you keep bumbling around like fools. And he kind of like puts the sack back behind him and hurries over to you. I kind of turns over. Uh, as Splat is approaching uh, Eliza and Mr. Tickles here. And uh, Eliza, who is uh, next to the professor, tenure-wise, next to the professor in, the, in Thunder, one of the oldest members of the circus who hearkened well back uh, into the Celestial Menagerie before you had your schism here to make your own show. And as Splat approaches, I want to roll a d20. Right, make me a nature check. I don't care if you're trained in it. Do it anyway. Me? Uh-huh. Ooh, okay. This snake likes you very much. I got a dirty 20, baby. You got a 19 with a plus one. That's pr- okay. All right. As you come over, uh, this giant snake is sort of winding his way across the ground. And uh, Eliza's kind of baiting him to around her a little bit for me. There's a big loop of quills around her entire body. And she turns over, uh, looks at you as you're approaching. Oh, hey, darling. Uh, you need something? Yes. Uh, actually, um, she's going to look back at the other dwarves. I believe that they had misplaced something, and they said that it was over here by you. And she uh, puts her hand out as she's leading this pickles around with, and the snake kind of lays down and sort of turns out your direction. Uh, this little tongue flits out. I don't know how tall of a dwarf you are. It's a pretty big snake. He's got a pretty large It's tongue. probably taller than I am. <laughs> She's going to look it. up at it. Oh, hi, Mr. Tickles. How you doing his head out, head out your direction. He flips it all the way over, almost upside down, like a dog wanting to scratch his belly there. I'm going to reach out and just kind of rub his, his neck. He's so sweet. Hey, really, Dante, uh, took a lock into you, Splat. I can't find myself disagreeing. And over by Tabitha, Hergen's crossed his arms at this point. How? How is that the reaction a snake has? 
any other dwarf I've ever seen walk up there and the thing he has tries to eat? That'd be hilarious. Ugh, I'm not going to let you all waste any more of my time. Get to moving or I'll talk to the ringmaster. Uh, he just puts his hand up and goes to the right circle. You see that? You believe it? That's not what he did to me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't laugh like that. You know, I'm laughing at me. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tabitha would like what? just kind of chuckle and walk off. <laughs> As Thunder's coming around, uh, he is kind of walking his direction. He comes over, looks at the doors, turns his attention back to you, and just kind of leans into Tabitha. Bothering you, are they? Not at the moment. You know, these rolls and these croissants won't make themselves, so the kitchen will be pretty hot in quite a bit. You know, because Splat likes to eat. After that curtain raises. Hordes of cupcakes. Huh? Are you saying? And we blow the pants off of Aberton. Your fantastic feast is going to be just the thing to hit the spot for all the good folk in our our circus family here. Gods, no, I'm looking to it about as much as anything else. About as much as the coin purse that'll come out of this, truth be told. Oh, is it ever a question? I make the best food in the land. In the world, even. (laughs) One day, the universe. I like your spirit, Tabitha. It's beautiful. Don't let any of these hooligans, as he calls out of the dorms, or any of the performers here make you think you're any less than the rest of us. I live for this. Oh, and I can smell myself living for it now. I'll get out of here. I don't want to interfere with the creative process. I was like a masterpiece brewing. As like, it should. As it should. Mad, massive smile on his face, kind turns and faces away from this, almost floating back away from your station here. There's several other acts across your circus that have uh, joined with you. We've covered you and three more of them. But alongside them, you have the Kambali family, a family of five uh, tightrope artists uh, that work. You're not going death-defying sky tightrope or anything like that, but a few feet off the ground still with some safety nets, and the entire family performs. Uh, down to the youngest, their nine-year-old daughter, part of the act as much as the parents are. You have your newest member of the cast here, whose name I am not going to screw up, Axel's Amazing Aviary. Lad... Uh, only 18 or 19 years old, who has hung on to the circus uh, for the last couple of weeks. Uh, kind of just sort of showed up on his own and very desperately wants to be included in the show. And even now, as Thunder walks away from Tabitha's stand, you can see Axel veering off from his trajectory. Uh, several pigeons set up on his shoulders, several more just kind of hopping after him as he goes on this horse to intercept Thunder. Certainly once again to plead his case to be allowed to perform in the opening night. He wants it so bad, he wants to prove himself. But he hasn't been allowed to take the stage yet, not even in some of the small practice shows on some of the farmsteads and everything nearby. Not really sure why, he seems a nice enough kid. But finally, the headliner that you have hired here, Moore Dane the Magician, is off a little, sort of, on her own, well, save for her uh, halfling assistant class, of course. Uh, he has a massive glass tank that she is standing there, arms folded, as Klaus, clipboard in hand, big checklist, is going over a whole bunch of things with a couple of rouse clouds and a huge pile of supplies that one act could not conceivably. There is time for practice 
in preparation, but as the show looms and people start to gather around the tent here, again, it's not a massive destination, and shows like this aren't something Aberdeen gets very often. Already, throngs of the good people of the town are making their way around the tent. It was only erected yesterday, after all, attempting to make this as big of a show uh, as possible. Wanted to make sure everything was in order, but until this, the last possible moment actually raised the, uh, the big stop standards. I mean, your sideshow is out in front. The professor would have held, uh, headed off uh, along with several of the others. Cubby, the dog-faced dog, the unjoined twins, your sideshow of everyday wonders, as Thunder likes to call it. Uh, an interesting sort of uh, group of acts who aren't incredibly... It's not the freak show, perhaps, that you would expect from the sideshow, but just some very ordinary people. Again, the unjoined twins are just perfectly regular twins who spin a story of their separation at birth, the odd coincidences that each of them had go gone through in their independent lives before they finally were brought together only a few years ago. Cubby the dog-faced dog, who is just a dog, he's a good boy, everybody loves him, Cubby's great. And uh, Tahala Roadwatcher, the tattooed woman, a uh, large shwanti whose body is nearly entirely covered by just lines and artworks and panoplies of tattoos, uh, toe to fingertip, who wears very little to display all that she can of the art upon her body and tell stories to the people gathered around. They are already handling this crowd, uh, but it is not yet time for them to start to enter the tent and find their seat. There is time, of course, for one last fine meal outside, and I imagine as Tabitha finishes their preparations here for the lunch, there won't be much time left before the curtain opens. Unless there is something critically important to be attended to backstage, surely everybody is going to want to get their bellies full before they go on, but the question remains, whom's exactly going on? Thunder's notorious for this. Planning? is a bit of a nebulous affair here in the circus. Thunder really likes to play things very much by ear, often not finalizing the show order until immediately before the curtain rises. And as the four of you, along with most of the rest of the performers, gather around the campfire out back of the tents, as Axel kind of leans in to uh, Vera and Tabitha and Splat and Bodie Perp. Do you... You think he's going to let me perform? I've, I've tried everything. I, I, I've been practicing day in and day out. I, uh, I'm as ready as I can be. Uh, my, my birds are, uh, haven't made a mistake in weeks. I, uh, I've demonstrated my act for, for, for under dozens and, and dozens, dozens of times. Do you think he'll finally let me, let me have an attempt? Slat's going to be uh, eating a cupcake. <laughs> I'll give Slat their cupcakes. And I'll look over at Vera. Vera, was there anything you wanted special order? Nope. Just the sweet rolls. Those are my favorite. I love sweet perfect, rolls. Perfect. I knew I knew your palate. Excellent. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Dodie. I'm gonna take a bite. <laughs> oh I think I think I'll just eat light uh, this afternoon. Uh, I don't yeah. want uh, any any reactions when I'm dealing with you know, no problem. Then fruit cup for you. Fruit, fruit cup here. Just take the fruit cup. There we go. Oh boy! Oh, now look back at the poor young thing, sniveling about, and I'll say, "Oh, you don't want me to answer that question, darling, but you can't have a row." I'll just pop it into their mouth, and I'll go on and start. No, that'll make you feel better, guaranteed. 
Well, just look at it this way. If you don't get in this time, maybe the next. It just gives you time to get better and better. I don't think you want to go on that one. Birds explode. People would love that. Not like for real. Calm down. Okay. Just like it changes colors and like lights burst forth. We could do it. Yeah. Um. Maybe uh, I have them. I have them bring these, and he kind of reaches into his pocket and pulls a little wrapped uh, bit of candy. Uh, I have them bring these little candies out to the children in the audience. Distribute them. Uh, I, I, I've been trying to figure out how to make the audience a, a part of the show. Uh, to get everyone involved, the Slender says. It, it's engagement. Engagement, Axel, is what we need. And and birds aren't it, but they are. I can, uh, Who else can have uh, have their show? Literally reach out and touch the audience. Cody, Cody, you, you, you're... You're, you're part of the setup. You're part of the crew. Help me convince him. I'm ready. I can do this. Tabitha hears someone has been feeding the audience, and she pokes her head back out and says, <laughs> Don't you dare. Ever. Again. I will have your hand. <laughs> then I'll go back. Tabitha's the best chef. You don't want to get yeah. in her way. Maybe you could get one of the rolls and give it to the bird from Tabitha. Excellent idea. Candy to children. I I didn't I didn't think to think to run it by her. I I. I she she's. I forgot. It takes us so yeah. personally. Um, well, I mean, whenever it's her act, in a sense, you'd be upset if somebody took your act, right? Well, it's not really. I started an act. having it's birds just... follow me. No, but it's her thing. It isn't an act. It's a performance. It is art. It's true. It's true. It's delicious. I, I, I don't mean to, uh, to talk down the food at all, uh, all Miss, Miss Tabitha. It's, it's I'll, and he just kind of flexes it. I'll, I'll shut up now. I'm gonna pat him on the shoulder. It's okay. Next time. Also, don't want it so much. Make Thunder think you don't want to perform, and then he'll make you perform. Like today, I didn't want to perform, and I'm gonna perform now. So, you're gonna perform today? Give them some. I guess. Has he seen the roster? Have the tickets? Do we know who's going? Did you see it? Where? Uh, Did you post it somewhere? Not, not yet. No, not yet. You, you sounded so confident. Um, I well, uh, I'm gonna cover his ears and be like, I don't know what to tell him. That's okay. uh, Sometimes we don't have to tell him. Borda and the magician comes over and just rolls her eyes so hard her entire head rolls a little bit. Oh, is he still going on? Well, he's young. He's you know, excited. They get excited, yeah. He's still holding his ears. <laughs> yeah, I'm still. He's gonna like there. pat his back, and it's really hard because you know her strength. That's all right, cheer up, Buttercup. <laughs> Kind of violently. Yeah. Oh, the way. It's like, uh, right. I, 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 a couple of birds fall out from under his cape. Uh, I oh. should go kind of scatter. Not dead. They just like drop and kind of hop away. Why are you dropping like, birds? Uh, I, I, I'll, let me, I'll, I'll go, uh, he gets up and kind of tries to follow out like he's chasing chickens <laughs> to the yard here and trying to sort of corral them. your act. <laughs> Mordain just shakes head. Ridiculous. Maybe, maybe you could perform with the clowns. That's hilarious. 
You hear that? I can have a role for you, Axel. You can be the backup when something goes wrong. Uh, well... Such an idiot. I don't know why Thunder even bothers keeping him around the show. Why string him along? He's not ready. He has a couple of years. We're just starting out. It, he, give him a little time. A little bit I'm of time. going to come right back out and I'm going to say, Ugh, you know, I have to agree. Why keep lying to him? Now put We're a still a roll. Oh, yes. More rolls, more. <laughs> Thank you. Kalachis or pigs in a blanket, as you all would call them. <sighs> Who's ready for a show? Not and, me. Uh, oh, you guys of... don't really sound excited. Oh, it's not so much excitement. I know I'll perform and they'll love me. I'm the headliner for a reason, after all. See, you all need more of that energy. Oh, it's wonderful. Well, I mean, oh, I, like I just grow my beard. <laughs> And you also need a very wonderful beard. Mm -hmm. Yes. Hardly an act, is it? More of a side show. <laughs> Can you grow yours this long? <laughs> Do you got muscles this big, I... baby? Want a thumb wrestle? That <laughs> <laughs> turns to, to her half like it just sort of gestures at him, and he just strikes. I, I don't know what you want me to say, Miss Mordain. I mean, are He's you got a point. Are you Axel's birds? <sighs> Come along! And Mordain just stands up and gestures to her halfling and heads back in and just strides away from the group back towards the yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Do you want to roll me some athletics checks, you two? Yeah! Roll me a d20 and add the uh, athletics modifier on your skills. <laughs> Who all of us? Because it would Sorry. be hilarious oh, to hear well, a I got an so eleven. I'm gonna thumb wrestle you. Me? Oh god. Yeah. Okay. You're gonna break my thumb. <laughs> you know what's funny? I rode so poorly. I also got an eleven, even with my plus seven. <laughs> <laughs> it's a surprisingly even like mess here. It's very even. Have you been working out? Yeah. You can use my dumbbells, huh? <laughs> Oh, I might have. I might have. Oh, god! I like to think that Splat is so jacked that her thumb doesn't have a ton of mobility. So, it's not. Like, it's like so swole. Like, like, you're just getting this. Like, there's only <laughs> a joint in there. It's just kind of a big lever. <laughs> it looks like we're going to have to do this again later. Figure out who's yeah. the real win. Exactly. So the group of you uh, would spend... Hmm. Uh, Perhaps in a, the next hour out here, eating, reveling, just kind of waiting. Relaxing before a show is a big, important part of this. You can't really, well, Axel, as the show has, uh, as the family has come to call it sometimes, sit there and get so burrowed into your own head that all that stress and fear build up. It's not good. It's not conducive to a good performance. And slowly, one by one, the performers will start to trickle back inside. Your uh, roustabouts would move in to start to organize things. And uh, as you see, the crowds outside the tent start to filter inward as the sideshow opens the main gates. Now it's probably time to head backstage and get ready for the first real show. Circus of Wayward Wonders is ahead. Group of you make your way into the staging area. 
uh, to see most of your other performers gathered around uh, a little off to the side, uh, towards the eastern end of the area, kind of like in a large huddle. Uh, possibly reading, possibly some final words of encouragement. Uh, but as you come backstage, it is oddly quiet. Um, you can hear a low rumble of the crowd on the other side of the curtain outside. But there was nothing but kind of low whispering and gossiping going along this uh, huddle here. No one's shouting encouragement. No one seems to be taking the lead. It's just a yaggle. And this, this is the crowd? And this, what? Or is this our performers? This is performers. This is backstage. This is your oh, guys. okay, backstage. Hmm. If I'm sweeping by them, I'll say, this isn't good energy for the crowd. What are you all doing? And, uh, probably Eliza, nearest you, turns around, just kind of shuffles about on the spot. You can see her makeup that she had taken some time to perfect is sort of streaked with tears down her face. And she just looks at you kind of hopeless for a minute. Oh, we can't have that. What What are you driveling about? Anna's dead! Turns and motions towards the middle of the group. And you can see in the center of this a body contorted as if caught eternally in terrible pain and thunder your ringmaster boarded and purple and dead on the ground no and i will gingerly place my rolls as if they were made by god's tears onto the table and then i will look and inspect and ask what happened I don't, I don't know. You found he, him he, like this. He started, he started coughing and, and sputtering up, and then he just fell over. And it was, it only took a few seconds. And uh, yeah. you see the rest of the some of the roustabouts all gathered around. You can see them all similarly stricken expressions on their faces. Nobody really knows how to proceed here. What do we do? No one, no one touched that man. No one Back touched- away, back away. Clearly there's something disgusting going on around here. Do you want me to try oh, to stretch him out? Can I do? Um, I... I might want to. He's gonna uh, get stuck. They, uh, they, they make a, a little bit of space around the scene here, leaving you a few feet of clearance around Thunder's body. His eyes red shot through the near bulged out of his head, his face swollen on the ground. It's a wretched sight, to be sure. Uh, I'd like uh, to check and see if there's some sort of poison going on here. As you come to kneel down to check, the voice of the professor kind of call out from behind you. Uh, There's... There's no time for this. What are you all standing around for? Professor, something terrible has happened. Sort of turns and looks at him. He's looking at you, and he's looking past you at the body. And you know the professor is Thunder's oldest friend here. They they go way back. 
Have you seen that crowd in the tent? We've never had the tent back this fall. It's a show to put on, and we have to find a way to do it. Finish your makeup, into your costumes. The show must go on. Nothing we can do now is going to bring Thunder back. The best we can do is put on a damn fine showing in his honor. And then do whatever we can for him Yes, uh, and she mo- he motions to uh, Roadwatcher. Or I guess she'd be out front. All the other roustabouts nearby. Help her! Uh, fetch a sheet or a blanket or something. But we have to perform. Oh, you do I it, everyone! Sidle, I sidle over to the professor and I say, Are you sure this is wise? Someone has died in front of us. This is Looks going over to... to you. Make me a uh, perception check. Uh, yeah, with the, the professor. Here. Right on here, so you guys can see it. Hey, twenty-four. <laughs> that's real. That's real spicy. Look at the professor. How close here? You can tell that while he's trying to keep this straight face here, he is trying is the operative word. He is on the absolute edge and it is taking every fiber of his energy and his focus to put forth a brave face for the Circus of Wayward Wonders here. But he nods to you. It's, it's what he would want. It's what he strove for for the last two years. Can't let him down now. We don't touch him and leave it. We can do both. We can investigate and keep the show on. Uh, obviously, one of our major hurdles here uh, is now we've no ringmaster to set the show and uh, kind of lead the train. Um, you, you four, any kind of gestures to? Well, you four, you've been with our setup as long as everyone else been there for all the rehearsals. You know how these things go. You decide the lineup. I'll help you run uh, the show. I'll, we need I'll an opener. Pick an act and we'll get them ready. Are you sure this is wise, Professor? Do we have another option? I mean, we can cancel? Your granddad! And then do what? Uh, our whole family here make a funeral. If we don't put on this show tonight, we don't have the money to run this in. This has to be a success. That's right, that's right. Yeah. What if we have... Um... Uh... uh, uh Mr. Tickle go first? And kind of get the crowd wooed and wad with some of the animals? Yeah, and the Idea. clowns, and the clowns. Have them Balloons and stuff. He tries to turn and call to Eliza, who's still sniffling, who turns and looks up at him. He sort of sucks in air. Ooh, one of you go help her clean up a bit. Get her ready. I'll, I'll, we'll send in the clowns to distract the audience for a time. Come on, Eliza. Let's go. And I'll take her back and clean her up with prestidigitation and 
give her some rolls to make her feel just a little better. Your clowns quickly get their things together, get some props, and bumble out of the curtain to go buy a bit of time as you organize the opener here, but it seems like this show... Well, you're going to have to run it yourselves, my friends. We want to send Eliza on stage as our opener. Quick refresher for the process of a three-ring circus. Though you've never put a full one on quite yet, you know uh, the gist of things. You know how things are supposed to go. You've prepared for this. The show is going to take place over the course of four acts. The opener, the rising action, the main event, and the three-ring finale. Across those acts, you are going to need to fill various rings of your circus with performers to entertain the crowd. One for the opener, to get everyone's attention and get them ready, and then two for the rising action, taking place in the left and the right rings simultaneously. That will be followed by your main event in the center ring, and then finally the grand finale where three acts perform simultaneously in all three rings of the circus. Now, each act that you can send out, you can send yourselves or one of your six allies here, like Eliza, sounds like she's going for the opener. Uh, they can go out and perform, <clears throat> but that is so a lot of setup, a lot of prep, a lot of effort. It's uh, not really feasible to expect any performer to take the stage twice in a single show. So as you go to help Eliza clean up there, Tabitha, what are the rest of you doing in light of this discovery here? Um... What is... Oh, please remind me, the enthusiastic young magician. What's his name? Um, Axel, the bird guy? Axel, yes. What is Axel doing? Uh, Axel is probably set on a crate in the corner uh, with all of his birds literally just strung out in two lines to either side of him. He's pretty new to this. He's not very close to Thunder. Um, because he, again, he didn't come with you guys from before. He didn't, hasn't known him any longer, and he's been here pestering him to go on, so he doesn't have the personal connection, but he's clearly a little shook on account of, well, nobody takes what just happens terribly well, regardless of how close you may have been to the victim. Um, I'm going to go after him and be like, can you join the clowns? Uh, uh, <laughs> Do, clowns? Are you okay? Can, could you perform tonight? Yes. Yes. I... Yes, I'm ready. Okay. I could do it at a moment's notice. Any way you need me. Me and my birds okay. are prepared, ready for action. Watch. And uh, he puts his hands out to either side, and with a quick flick of his fingers, the two lines of birds fly up gracefully, almost forming a web as they intersect to land down on the opposite sides of him. Ready? Uh, ready? Okay. Ready. Uh Bodie, Bodie. Uh, um, uh, we probably should help him somehow. Maybe we have our clowns. We need more. We've got the clowns. Um, and we've got uh, Liza for our, our opener. That's that should yeah. be. Good we need there. the rising yes. action. Yes, we can so have the twins perform. Well, hear me out. Hear me out. Uh. The, the, the rising is two stages, or two acts at the same time, correct? Yeah. What if we went full fire? We put you in one ring, and we put uh, uh, the twins in the other. Or the the, the flambonis in the other. And I can, I can assist and, and make it more. Yeah, 
yeah, yeah. I, um, I'm good handling fire, not really making it happen as much. Um, well, yeah. I can, I can do that. I think we can, we can mold some things, make some, okay. some fun. Uh, okay. Oof. I can, I can handle one side of the ring. Oh, come on, Mr. Tickles. Not you too. And kind of get your attention over to where Eliza is uh, trying to convince his snake to like come out and do anything. And Mr. Tickles is just barely moving. Eliza looks <laughs> like she's right about to snap. She is. Oh, let me see. Snap what can I her. do for little Eliza? Oh, well, I can. Pretty well. I can talk to her and tell her. Now, Eliza, dear, I know tonight has been quite shocking, but we will address all of it after the show tonight. And all I'm oh. asking is that you just shove it down. Shove it down until we can wrap our heads around this. But I promise you, the best minds here at the circus will figure out what's going on. And I want that to be a diplomacy of can make that happen. Yeah, you can roll the diplomacy check for me. Why yeah. not? All right. Well, Get it okay. in there. I'll send it. Boom. Question. Is the snake sick or is it just not wanting to come out? Uh, the snake looks like it's it's almost unresponsive and you can see Eliza's trying to feed it uh, a little dead rat that she's got and he just is not interested literally at all. And I, uh, what'd you get? Oh, yeah. I got a 19. Uh, I can I look good. at the snake as well? Can I also see if there's something physically wrong with the snake? Absolutely. She kind of girds herself a little bit and nods. Yeah, yeah, of course. But uh, look at him. He won't eat nothing. He's all about these little these little frozen rats. He loves these. They're always the treat I give him for. We're getting ready to do anything. He won't eat or drink nothing. Something's wrong. Uh, if you want to check out <sighs> Mr. Tickles, you or anyone can attempt either a medicine or a nature check to try and see if you can figure out why the snake also is a problem. Wonderful. Everybody's just... I'm not very good. Does a 16 help? 16 uh, would help. Uh, Looking down at the snake here, Tabitha, you... Intel, the snake does appear to be sick. You're obviously, I assume, not a snake expert here. Uh, is that medicine or nature out of curiosity? It was medicine. They're both the same for me, but yeah. Medicine. Oh, fair enough. Uh, looking down at it, it's got a couple of little spots, like little bumps in between its scales at the corners of its mouth, little pink bits, which is a very specific presentation, a very specific symptom. And it's interesting because that's also exactly what goblin pox does to humans, is it causes them to kind of break out at the sides of their mouths here. Uh, so you're, you, you don't know about snakes getting it, but you're fairly confident that that or something very close to it uh, has been contracted. Yeah. You know, it's also not lethal. It's unpleasant, but like a snake's going to be fine. He just doesn't feel very good right now. Oh, don't. Oh, don't be careful I, I i know that this is probably like super uh potent or like super contagious it uh it can be ah 
absolutely can be. Well, it uh, is known to kind of uh, rip through some small communities pretty effectively. Because <laughs> Flat's gonna like step oh, back. Oh, back away, back away. oh your, your snake is it's sick with goblin pox. How could it have even gotten that? I don't know. He is from a goblin. Clearly, yeah, did you? Know goblins in the crew. He hasn't come out of the backstage since we set the tent up yesterday. Uh, oh, I don't know so what the difference. It happened. Uh, ain't nobody curious. else got goblins. <clears throat> did they? I don't there. think so. Not that you know of, anyway. Face. <laughs> Does it Just look hair. the same on people? Is is maybe um thunder with the goblin pox? We didn't what look I at him. Know. And that's very true. Thunder, who had goblin pox and Have a look at you. Check Thunder. I will check I Thunder again. What do I do? do uh, you can't perform. Like this. I, Just, can, I can try. I'll give it my best. Make sure to keep him hydrated, but also handle it with gloves. Okay, we need to stay sanitary. I'll go look at Thunder yet again. Do I see any you... of these pops? So, uh, you go, you go over and look at Thunder, and Eliza's gonna take her snake out and go perform. She's gonna go do her best. Uh, oh, she... uh, Eliza, Eliza, don't take the snake. Wait, You're, the snake is what sick. If, what if we, what if we take uh, Axel and have him open instead of with the clowns so Eliza can stay with the snake? Axel kind of perks up at this, looks over your direction. Yeah. Yeah, Eliza. You need to go wrong. If at minimum, they can laugh at the birds. Yeah, don't yes. feed them candy. Do not Christ. feed them the candy. Oh, perfect. He raises up uh, one side of his cape where he's got this big rigging underneath him with a bunch of uh, interlocked wires and rods for the birds to perch on. Uh, getting most of the birds up under his cape onto the either side of him so he can release them majestically when he takes the stage and, and heads up to the group view. Oh, you won't regret this. You won't regret this. Thank you. Thank you so much for giving me a chance here. I, I'm ready. Just breathe. Ready. Just now. Wait, wait. Breathe. Don't we need an announcer? Someone to announce the opening act? Uh. And uh. Hey, do you want me to do it? I can go out with my beard. Yeah. I'll catch your attention. Who's good with speaking though? How are you? Well, I don't know if I'm that good with speaking, but people tend to look at me, so I think they'll listen too. I mean, that's. Yeah. Oh, sure. Either way. Okay. He's, he's Y'all take care. Kind of bordering and hyperventilating. <laughs> you move up to the curtain, and as Splat pulls the curtain back to show, you have a massive three-ring tent here, uh, well over uh, like 200 feet across. It's a pretty large space. Your stands packed like you've never seen them with what appears to be the whole of Aberton. And as Splat steps to the curtain, Axel steps up and sees it. You see his face just go white. <sighs> oh, no. Uh, oh, no. I, uh, oh, if God, I... no. And he <laughs> staggers back from the curtain a little Do bit. Do I see this? Uh, he would turn around to the group and it would be plain as day. That, uh... I'd walk over with a chocolate and I'll... Here, eat this. And I'll touch him with guidance. But hopefully that'll jolt him out of whatever this is. Hey, Bodie, do you, you got any, like, light show tricks that you could do? Maybe that can distract the people for the 
The gaming. Uh, I got my doing cloud yeah. stuff in a nuisance. I I've also got one thing. If if Tabitha's yeah. push doesn't work, I could make him uh quite rambunctious and active. Oh. But uh, it could kill him. Ah. Uh, well, that's okay. Let's Show must go on, right? Well, we don't want to kill three people. Well, I guess the snake isn't dead <laughs> yet. Who's the second person killed? Oh, I, 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 we don't what is going on? Where's our opener? The, what Axel? What is wrong? And Axel just has chocolate in his hand. He's kind of starting to smear on his fingers as he's just sweating all over. He hasn't put it in his mouth yet. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. Uh, Axel, this is the circus, and we all risk our lives every single time. Some are playing with fire! And you can't take a risk? <laughs> you want to be a part of this show, right? Uh... You. you want to, uh... <sighs> any of you attempt to... Uh, diplomate him, perhaps? <laughs> you can yeah, absolutely oh. him! A bully him! Bully this nerd! Get him oh, out there! Yeah. <laughs> I got a 23! <laughs> wow! Yeah. I'm like... I've got veins like coming through my neck, and I'm just like Axel. Right. You said you want to do this. Oh, oh, right. Okay. Right. Ah, uh, and he he just throws the chocolate on the ground. Oh, and he turns and just strides out through the curtain. Uh, oh, wait, no, hang on. I gotta announce you first. Right. 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 Here we go. Uh, I just holds the curtain for you. Walk on out to the middle ring, I guess. Is that where they would stand? The, the middle ring for the opener, and he would come behind you. <laughs> as okay. as they go out, I would hope to inspire courage right as they take the stage. Absolutely. Inspire them with a delicious view. And I'll get a plus front. Just want to inspire you. <laughs> Not attacking anything, but it'll stop you from feeling But they feel fear. inspired, and that's what matters. That's what matters. If you feel any fear right now, you're gonna go <laughs> away. Fear. Some fear. Can we have so, uh, just a random? Can we have Cubby like on standby to just go like <laughs> if the birds don't move to just go in there and just pork 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 and make them like flutter and stuff? Your, your sideshow is out front. Your sideshow is the, run, the ones that run front of house that manage like the ticketing and handling. the main show. <laughs> so you can absolutely go get them. You can go get Cubby. <laughs> Just in case. Uh, you uh, go. What uh, if goes to get Cubby? Kasplat takes the stage. In front of the stage. You cast dancing lights. Around, around Kasplat. Kasplat's gonna take her step up. She's gonna be like, oh, these lads brat. I don't know how they do this. She's dusting cupcake icing out of her beard, like trying to get it out, the crusties out of her corner. And she's gonna eat it. You can always use a little extra for some motivation. All right, she's gonna crack her knuckles, and it's really loud. <laughs> People actually hear her crack her knuckles. Echoes through the tent. All right. Uh, howdy, y'all. <laughs> My. Name is Splat, and um, well, do this. 
Uh, well, we have a different performance for you today. Things are going to be a little more wild. So make sure you sit back and relax. Get some popcorn. Get a balloon from the clowns. Uh, you Make sure you uh, also take pictures of my beard. I brushed it real nice. Real nice. So, uh, in our first act, we have a new performer to the circus. It is Axel and his birds. He seems to have pulled himself together here. Uh, mm. Possibly more afraid of you than he is of the crowd at this point. And spreads uh, his arms wide and takes a bit of a shallow bow. You know, he can't really bend a whole lot deeper with this big bird ringing on. And steps forward to take the stage. And he is going to make a performance check here. Uh, as he raises, uh, kind of turning a bit away from the crowd, pulling his cape back. There's a line of birds that are fountain out from the one side, lining up around the front of the center ring before him. He's gonna get uh, an 18. That's pretty good. Uh, he seems to be easy. He's doing it. He took a little doting. But as he heads out there and starts to perform, his act kind of first gets some sort of hushed, Whispers, my gasps, Vaughn. It's not like a massively exciting, boisterous, cheer inducing sort of act. It's more an act of wonder and amazement. And then the other side, the birds circling out from his cape out around the stands as he starts. Uh, and he really does have an impressive ability to fill a lot of this area with just, he's got like two dozen of these pigeons under. He has a ton of freaking birds. He can wow. do. A lot. It is a honestly pretty impressive performance he puts together here. And as you're all kind of looking at this, some of your clowns walking around the front of the stands, they are quite literally handing out uh, concessions, balloons, doing some things. Uh, you see clown over on the west side of the ring here. Start to kind of stumble and fall over backwards. You know, just doing clown stuff. Uh, but he tumbles away rolling over and quickly kicking his oversized shoes at the ground, trying to get some distance away from these bleachers, sort of bolting out towards the curtain. You can see a commotion in the audience over there in the western stands as well. This doesn't actually look like it's just clown stuff. The clown rushes up to the backstage curtain where the four of you and the professor are all kind of, and uh, a lot of your other uh, engineers are, are, are around. Painted face and all. Comes up, snakes, 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 the snakes in the stands, hordes of them, please help. What do you mean snakes in the stand? I don't know, there's a bunch of snakes that came out of the stand, they're in the western bleachers. And he just kind of points over to the crowd as they're sort of starting to, a little bit of a panic. Is Liza? To break down the Liza? 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 <laughs> Wonderful timing. Um, your, your skills would be extremely useful if you could kind of go and... There, there are snakes, you see, in the bleaches, and if you could just make it look like it was a whole part of the act. Could you go and gather uh, them? Uh, I can I can give it a shot, hon, but I... Uh, I'll, uh, I'll do what I can, but this is... I, I grew up with Mr. Tickles. I've named him since he was inches long. Uh, you should be like riding much. the bike then, like starting over, you know, and going in the uh, middle. I'll Please, do my best. Eliza. Please. 
I rarely bake. Please, don't make me do it again. Usher and Mr. Tickles back into his cage, which is not the fastest process. The clown's looking over, and back at the three of you, pleading in his eyes, back at the stands, back at the group of you. Can you do something? Splat, can you just, just mush him? Yeah, 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 of course, of course. Uh... <laughs> Eliza? Come on, Mr. Tickles, get, come on, get out of the way. Get, get back in here. He's, uh, he's not... Moving fast. I'll, um, I'll I'll deal with Mr. Tickles, and I'll I'll sit down with Mr. Tickles, and I'll soothe him. There's a soothe thing that I can do, and uh, it doesn't heal whatever disease he has, but it goes ahead and it it basically makes him feel a little better, so he can move a little faster. Let me let me pull that out for y'all. Um, right. You talk about the spell soothe. You could do that. Uh, you could also, since you have identified he is sick, you can uh, use the medicine skill to just attempt to at least treat the symptoms of what you see to oh. make him feel a little bit better. Um, oh, like do some spicy like, healing food action. Okay, I could try that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could you can do that without having to spend any spell slots here. Oh, oh God. Okay, let's see if I can. Uh, it's just a plus two. I'll and I'll tell Eliza in the meantime. Go! I'll deal with this. Please. Eliza's gonna head over towards the western stands here. She'll, she'll make her way out. Anyone go with her? Is he just kind of going out? Yeah, I'm going gonna on? check out the snake. I'm to mess up her snake while she's gone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank God. Katie. 18's, uh, 18's pretty good. Uh, that's a pretty good medicine check, but again, you're not a snake veterinarian. <laughs> so that's you true! Can- <laughs> like healing stuff that I think might help. I'm I'm just getting like herbs out of my kitchen. I'm like, maybe this'll work. Uh, <laughs> this is for snakes. You can get him back in the cage. But you're not confident he's really feeling any better. I'm sorry, did anyone say they were going with Eliza over here the snakes I'm, I'm at the going. side? I'm gonna see how Vera's- bad the snake infestation is, and if I need to kill some snakes, I might <laughs> Vera's coming up Bodhi Chris Flat, what are you two up to? Uh well, first of all, before Splat gets going on. Uh, there was a tier two magic throne at the bearded oh, lady wonderful. from Skulls. You no, know we need camp. right now. Yeah, tier two magic. Oh, no. uh, I figured that should come into play just in case it's like I have a phobia of snakes or something. <laughs> That'd be well, very convenient. Let's see. Um, Splat, do you want to just roll me a d twenty and just tell me the number that comes up? No. Oh, one of these is so amazing because I made it before I realized like the music that you had for this show, but it's actually perfect. I got a six. Got a six. Yeah. All right, I don't know if you're afraid of snakes or anything, but this is starting to get a little ridiculous. This is supposed to be your opening night. Your ringmaster's dead. Mr. Tickles is goblin pox. Axel won't frickin' perform after begging for weeks. Now there's a bunch of snakes in the stands, apparently. This is... You're starting to feel your blood boil a little bit. And uh, everyone around you can see... Maybe not the visible irritation, but it literally looks like splat is growing. Almost kind of directly hulking out here. 
Um, you feel yourself start to enlarge. The point where you are no longer medium, you are large-sized now. You are no longer the bearded dwarf. You are the giant bearded dwarf. What a show. You get more tickets? So she, she's actually standing, like, behind um, the stage still. Oh, not, like, behind the curtain, but behind where uh, Axel is right now. So people are seeing this. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, you just see her getting veiny all over, and she's just getting larger and larger. And you're just going to hear her voice. What is happening? Oh, this is supposed spoke. to be a good show. You spook Axel a little bit in the ring as he kind of turns around and he Axel turns his focus back to the crowd. <laughs> you are like a nine foot tall dwarf right now. Um, um, <laughs> do I see this? Snakes. Pretty hard to miss. I'd imagine yes. All right. <laughs> I cast message. I cast message and I say, All a part of the show. Flat, let's calm down. This is a debacle. I'm your conscience, and you are calm. Yes. Why does my conscience sound like Tabitha? Don't think about it too hard. Just relax. Back. <laughs> I am your conscience. Are you okay? You want more cupcakes? Yes. You see her just like calming down. Oh, slowly good. going back to her medium size. Cupcakes. <laughs> Cupcakes. Tabitha! She's gonna walk behind the curtains. I have a sudden craving for cupcakes! Oh, how wonderful. Oh, I always have some on the tray. Yeah. Just go grab them. I'm just like oh shoving God. the snake into its cage. Yeah, no, I'm Peachy Keen, baby. She's Good reaching and grabbing there. cupcakes. Love <laughs> me some cupcakes. Wonderful. <sighs> I'm looking at the professor right now with these really wide eyes. Is this what you He's want? He's looking at you with some pretty wide eyes, I'd imagine. You're gonna take control of the situation for a hot second. Why mm. is it this part of your act? That's amazing. Uh, you just sort of looks at Tabitha. You saw that too, right? I'm... Yes, Professor, oh, I saw be. that as well. Well, what's, what's about these snakes? Um, oh. I'll, I'll do something about it, I guess. Uh, I want to grab a sack, just like a, a burlap sack, and like follow after uh, Vera. And like, just kind of like try and scoop them up into this bag somehow, like with my staff. <laughs> well, on I'm I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna cast magic missile three times oh and just get rid of some of the snakes. Boom. Why did you come over here? And you see this panning starting to kind of sprawl out to the bottom of the stands. Uh, you can see a couple of, uh, what are not Mr. Tickles, they're not huge boa constrictors, but are relatively frickin' large snakes. Like, these oh, are a couple snakes. feet long, these are fairly thick around. Big green snakes, and they're nope, almost like nope. puffed up, so that their their scales, are almost like spines going down their body. They're clearly extremely agitated, 
and uh, they're sort of together on the western side here, hissing and just coiled up. It doesn't look like they've bitten anyone quite yet, but they're definitely like <laughs> lashing out. Are you yeeting magic missiles into the pile here? Yep. Standing <laughs> on near one of the west stage, and uh, I'm using as part of my act, bringing over my dancing <laughs> lights. Uh, to make it very showy, uh, and shooting magic missiles at them to try and get rid of them. So let so I'm me. A sick is do... I don't understand. Let me do one of these here on roll twenty, and since they are very well distracted, they are like, they have no idea you're approaching. They're surrounded by a thronging crowd of Abertonians. I don't know what the hell is going on. Uh, I will absolutely let you open by just flinging some magic missiles at them. But that's absolutely gonna get their attention. And then we're gonna roll a little bit of initiative, I think, after that. So, give me three magic missiles. Okay. Um, so, I'll just roll here. Um, it is a d4 plus one, and I need to throw three of them. You can either and shoot... Then- Okay. Get them. Get uh, them. I got seven, a total of seven, but I get plus one on three of them. So some eight, eight. so ten damage. Uh, how many snakes are there? Looks like there. You can see three of them in the stands at least. I'll shoot one at each of them. So that we got one for four, one for two, and one for one. Okay, let me... I'm sorry, so it's a five, a three, and a two. And uh, as the other two of you, uh, Chris Platt and Tabitha, as you've gotten Mr. Tickles kind of stuffed into his cage here, you see uh, magic missiles are not subtle. Uh, You can very much see these kind of fly out from Vera's hands here and slam down into something in the stands. Uh, So you are probably about 50, 60 feet away from this at the curtain. Uh, definitely a range to come over and intervene should you so choose, possibly even in range to reach with some activities. Uh, but, why don't you all roll me uh, some perception or initiative? How is Eliza doing? Eliza's there, and she saw it, and literally, as soon as Vera saw how big the snakes were, she freaked out and started flinging magic missiles. Yep. And Eliza's looking like she was a turn and run from this now. <laughs> Uh, I thought they were tiny snakes. I'm not prepared for big snakes. <laughs> They're a little bigger than my own. We're, we're a little bigger. I'm sorry, I don't want them to bite anybody. Goodness. I got a 12. Nice. Getting beast and famine here. Okay, mostly just famine. That's good for you guys. Okay, uh, Sam got a 12. What are you, Vera? You're up in the front here. Uh, I got a 19. 19? Uh, Bodhi Perp, you came over as well. What do you got? Uh, I got an 18. Solid. Uh, Tabitha, back at the curtain, having successfully stuffed Mr. Tickles, watching in what appears to be horror. What do you have? Flash confusion, perhaps? I'm extremely confused. Let's find out what I have. And you said you wanted to replace with performance, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, perception. Sorry. Percept- 
usually yeah. in second edition, your perception is your initiative. You can roll other things based on the situation. Kind of a case. You're absolutely case. right. You're absolutely right. Got an eight. Just gobsmacked over here. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Okay. So the snake, most in the back. Um, got hit by one of these magic missiles, and just sort of freaks out. Uh, it uh -oh. has no idea what this is, but it has a general understanding of where it came from. And it's sort of in a defensive yeah. rage, it slithers through the stands out onto the floor in front of Vera. It's kind of an oppressive speed this thing can wind its way around the bleeding. Before lashing out with its fangs. It's it's agitated. It's yep. the one that got hit the least, so it's just mad mostly. Um so this is gonna be against your AC, your armor class. It is going to swing with a fourteen to hit you. Doesn't hit. So you're ready, <laughs> you get this encounter from a mile away. Uh um, like Snake. 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 I'm prepared, but I'm snake. <laughs> It did have to slither twice to get up to you, so that is going to be all three of its actions, which conveniently enough, it would make it your turn. So, I know a bunch of you guys are new to Pathfinder 2nd Edition. The real roll of cliff notes here. Every turn you get three actions, and those actions can pretty much be anything. Uh, moving up to your speed is an action, attacking with a weapon, getting something out of your bag, these are all actions. Most spells will cost you two actions, uh, but you can do whatever you want in whatever order you want until you've exhausted all three of them. It's very flexible Okay, um... Uh, um... I... I want to move away. I want to get away from the snake. I don't, I don't like how close the snake is. <clears throat> I know we only uh, got so much map here, but realistically there's plenty of space to your east that you could, uh, you could fall back towards the curtain. Yep, I'd love to do that. Can I do that and then fire uh, a magic missile again at it? <laughs> Absolutely, you can run back and fire the magic dead. missile. So what's your speed? Uh, 25. This stuff is just going down. So you can, <laughs> you can move 25 feet back, which gets you a little off screen here. And then you can shoot that. two magic missiles with your last two actions if you want. Yes, I will get rid of that. So I'll do two magic missiles, and so let me roll the die. Uh, you pump a boat using this snake that came at you? Yeah, it only got a four total. I did two and then plus one on each. Um, four as two more of these magic missiles for three slam in this snake. They are, again, they're fairly <laughs> large. These three it's magic missiles will hurt it. Flip it around on the floor against the uh, floor of it as it kind of writhes, uh, but that's not gonna not gonna stop it. It's definitely still flailing and just generally upset with the situation. That'll be three actions. How about you, Bodhi Burp? Ooh, okay. Uh, I, I still feel like how, how big are these? Like, if you had to put a weight limit on on these snakes. You guys me to have any concept of what a snake weighs? <laughs> I don't know. Um, I don't know what a snake weighs. They're. I feel like I'm gonna get this hilariously wrong one way or the other. I guess they're probably like 
They're pretty large. Probably like six to eight pound snakes. Like, okay. All right. I don't know what sure. a snake weighs, sounds, man. Yeah, it's like a snake weight. Sure. Sounds like a, a green anaconda can get up to 30 feet and they weigh 550 pounds. So, holy crap, maybe I lowballed the hell out of that. They're not anaconda big, though. They're like like a black garden snake. Way. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> eight to 10 pounds. So, I'll up it a little bit. Let's go eight to 10. All right. Um, so, it's too, too heavy to do my initial plan. Um, I guess what I'm going to do is. Uh, just kind of look around, and I'm sure people have kind of scattered from these snakes at this point. Uh, people, the bottom half of these stands are pretty clear. Uh, any, anything left behind, like a, a handbag or uh, uh, a cane or whatever, I'm going to use a, a telekinetic projectile to just kind of whip at the snake with the intent to knock the snake out so I can put it in the bag. Rather, I don't want to okay. squish the snakes. I want to get them in this bag that I'm holding. Fair enough. So let's call snake, uh, not the snake that's like right in front of us because that I feel like that one's that one's got a thing going on already. But uh, maybe maybe the the snake higher up on the bleachers. I'll, I'll, I'll whip okay. a, a handbag at it telekinetically. Lap. Uh Which if I'm is a, a hit roll, I believe. It is an attack roll, yes. So it is a 17 on the die plus 7. Oh, yep. I think that hits. I'm gonna guess. Definitely, absolutely yeah. gonna hit. If it doesn't hit, you guys need to leave immediately. Is, is a 24 a critical success? 24 is just barely not a critical success. Oh, fair. Uh, so we are doing, doing 1d6 plus my modifier. For a total of nine damage from a handbag. Or, she kept a lot in there. All right, yeah, that was a pretty hefty handbag. And as that slams into this snake here in the bleachers, it is going to slam it in between uh, the seats and where the uh, where the feet. I don't know where you put your feet in bleachers. Knock it back underneath <laughs> the bleachers. And it just kind of flops down, uh, not moving for now. That's one less snake to be a problem. Uh, and then with my action? other one final action, I'll, I'll like open the bag and have it ready for anything that comes near that I can just kind of swoop down and get it up. Okay. So, Kasplat, you are back at the uh, curtain here. You can see this happening. You can see one of these snakes now clearly in view on the ground. You're maybe 40 feet away. Okay. So on Pathfinder, where do I find how many feet I can move? What's my speed? Uh, we use oh. speed. Which yeah, on um, where is that? Builder. Looking at your sheet, or are you looking at the site? The sheet. Or, well, yeah, oh, the path builder. Yeah, uh, it's right at the top. Where do you see your size? Uh, right under plan, level, oh. XP. Okay. There you go. Okay, thank you. Sorry. <laughs> oh, you're good. So, um... She's going to have, of course, heard first and then looked over and seen what's going on. And she keeps like a, a battle axe back there. You know, you never know who's going to be a hooligan. So she she's going to, after she's like finished more of her cupcakes, 
and has gotten more icing out of her beard, and she's got like a knot of icing down the. Dang it! I just shampooed. <laughs> she's just gonna leave it there. She's gonna run and grab her axe and like hulk it over her shoulder and be like, "Well, duty calls, baby." And run outside. Only go twenty kilometers. So since I can't go forty, I also can't see my. Oh, there it is. Never mind. You uh, yeah, you're like. 20, you're speed 25, you said? 20. 20? Uh, 20 would get you, like, to the edge of this as one action. You can use another action move. You can you can use several actions oh. to move. Yeah, you could literally move, move, move three times and go 60 feet and around if you wanted to. Oh, heck. That's neat. Yeah, there's no limit to repeating actions. Unless, it's, unless the action says there is. No different. Okay. Uh, then I guess I'll... Oh. Oh. You move my thing. It's giving me trouble. There you go. You want me <laughs> vaguely there, I figure? It's yeah. approximately. So, as you move up to this snake here with your second action, as it's kind of writhing on the ground, uh, it is going to sort of reflexively slither back away from you as a reaction. Okay. Can I try to throw my axe at it? Absolutely! <laughs> Alright, cool, cool, it's, cool. It's, uh, it's gonna be kind of an improvised weapon. It's not really meant for that. You're more throwing a large hunk yeah. of metal, but you can absolutely do that. <laughs> so, uh... Okay. What do you have me running? Make me an attack roll. You're trained. That's gonna be... Okay. Three plus whatever your dex modifier is. Is probably what it'll end up being. Uh, if it matters, uh, there were a couple more donations. So, That's more. Uh, I was getting to the one you, you told me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Skull's Tale donated uh, to give everyone an additional 1d6 on any future roll. So if you need more to hit this thing, you can roll an additional 1d6. And then, uh, okay. uh, I'll let you deal with that one. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so roll Sorry, what did you tell me to roll? It'll be a D, just roll me a D20, we'll see what comes up, and then see if I need to bother to do math. If you roll like a 19, then it doesn't matter, you're gonna hit it. <laughs> I rolled a 19. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 19, you will absolutely fling your axe, and it's not graceful. You're not throwing the axe into the log blade first. You're again just kind of hucking it at this thing. What do you, what do you, yeah. how's it look? So, um, as she sees the snake going, and she, she's not very fast, and so you see her kind of like, uh, 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 Alright, oh, you ain't getting away, little slithery snake, I've dealt with more garden snakes than you! And she's gonna start, like, rounding it up, but it's like, ow. But, alright! And she, like, kind of stumbles forward a little bit, and is catching herself, like, with her hands on the ground, like, oh! Almost lost my balance there. <sighs> alright. Did it? Kind of like how you watch this a golf ball. <laughs> You're like 10 feet away from doing? this thing. <laughs> it absolutely slams into this snake in the dirt with a puff of dust, more or less flattening this thing into the ground here as it just kind of bounces to the foot of the bleachers. And at this point, many of the people in the stand who have, were panicked at first, the snakes here are going to fall back. And that's kind of turned into... Uh, from fear to cheers, as this has become entertainment now. Axel's still oh. doing his thing in the center ring. 
Uh, but you have become your, your very own show here. Maybe this is uh, my calling. Unfortunately, it does seem like there is a little bit more than what it may have appeared initially. Uh, as you start to beat back a couple of these snakes, you see a significantly larger one uh, start to worm its way out from underneath the bleachers. Uh, this is more the line of Mr. Tickles, absolutely dwarfing uh, these smaller vipers. As it comes out, turning towards the party, turning your direction here, almost uh, protective of its brood. I believe somebody donated to add a monster to the fight, so... Uh, uh, yeah, thank it you! Was, it hey. was uh, uh, Akoto Roku. Thank you. Appreciate it. We're coming for you. Wanted so we'll just have him go at the bottom of initiative there. Uh, the last of these snakes, he's also pretty hurt. Those magic missiles did a pretty good number on him. He's going to slither over across this bottom bleacher just a little bit toward uh, the larger one here and sort of coil up defensively. He doesn't rush in. He's not lashing out in a frenzy. He's he's protecting himself. You see him pull his head back, coiled and clearly prepared to strike. As a Tabitha, over the curtain. Oh, Tabitha does not like this at all. And she doesn't like seeing these snakes act out of turn either. So, I'm right there and it looks like our friend is dealing with them quite well but the big one is really terrified so yes i'm going to pull out need to defend myself i need to pull out my short bow and then i want to move forward let me see if i can move it myself i'm gonna move Oh my god. Oh, Tabitha isn't even here yet. Where can Tabitha yeah, you're, move? You're, you're at the bottom right here. Um, you probably one uh, move action away from actually being on the map there. There it is. Okay. I can go up to 25 feet. Okay, so yeah, one so action right and then, yeah. I'll move you back to your spot. Okay, so I'm here. Um, next I- to your spot. There you go. Am I able to shoot it from here? I think my range is about 30. Let's see. What is the range on this thing? On a short... 60 feet. 60 feet. Absolutely. You can do that from the back for sure. I'll try to shoot it. I'll say, oof. Guess we're eating snake tonight. Let's see what we get. I'm eating. Hey, snake can be good. <laughs> Pretty big too. In the best and worst of ways, snake can be delicious. All right, we got a plus five Snake on and that. gumbo. Oh, Ooh. is this oh, big yeah. snake or small snake? Ooh, Eleven. Does that hit? Uh, I guess it doesn't matter which snake that's fired at because them up coiled up oh, in the bleachers. Oh, I was going for they I was going to hit Big Snake, sorry. Okay, yeah, cooled up in the bleachers. The Eleven is just going to kind of bounce off the fans harmlessly here. They immediately got some all right cover. Uh, moving up. I'll look. Is that Eliza behind me? 
He is uh, very much cowering at this point, but yes. He is kind of like frozen. I'll turn to Eliza and say, This is your chance! And uh, I'm, I'm just... I'm just talking to her. I think I'm gonna have something for her later. That thing's angry as hell! Look at it! <laughs> but the show must go on! And, Not uh, over here, ain't gonna! <laughs> <laughs> um, I could, I mean, I could try to, um... Uh, oh, could I inspire? <laughs> oh, man, I already did that. Oh, it's a cantrip, inspire? yeah. It's, it's a cantrip, man. You can do that infinitely. You can do that literally yeah. every turn. Let's go. I'm gonna inspire courage for her. I'm gonna say, but the Parker. show must go on, and I'll and I'll take out one of my my you know handmade homemade candies and stuff it in her mouth. And inspire <laughs> courage. <laughs> and this this will and inspire. And this will inspire not just uh, Eliza, but but everybody. That's an AOE effect. It's gonna hit the entire yes. party, giving y'all bonuses to your attack rolls. Uh, not big snack. Although Big Snake is pretty upset. Um, what kind of range you got, Big Snake? Can you? Oh, you can oh absolutely God. get up to the front line here. Okay, so Kasplat's throwing big ol' axes. Tabitha's shooting into the stands. You guys are both throwing crap. It's a, kind of a nuisance to the snake. My D20 says it's Kasplat that has earned Big Snake's ire here as he moves up. Um... And it is going to slither, uncoiling itself around these bleachers as it moves up and lashes out with a pretty large set of fangs, like little daggers, towards Kasplat here. Um, and this is going to hit... A Did you say we just got a plus 1d6 thing that we can use? Yeah, I might just use that immediately. Oh, I'll, I'll go ahead and use that. No, nothing personal. That's I mean, a 13. I'm pretty sure I can do it. You could sit on it for a couple episodes, too. You don't need to, like... I guess sit on it and tell a horrible situation. That'd do really bad stuff to you guys. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> that doesn't uh, hit. Plus a D6. From oh, okay, the... Uh, probably the hit. Use 13, your D6 against uh, it. <laughs> <laughs> I Why think. not? Yeah, that hits. Okie dokie. So as you see this thing bite at Kasplat, who is still kind of large here, sort of uh, seemingly a little bigger than usual. She's gotten back down a decent amount from the cupcake happiness, but she's still pretty large for her. You are going to take eight points of piercing damage. And this may come as a surprise, but it's a snake. I need you to make me a fortitude save because it's not just the things punching that hurts. A bit of a burning pain that shoots out once it gets a bite on you. Uh, it should be your three saves should be up near the top somewhere. Oh, it's underneath yep. HP. Yep. Seventeen. A save. Technically. Technically safe. Why? Because that's exactly the DC. <laughs> oh, that plus so eight helped me. <laughs> the 17, you feel this burn as it bites into you, but it doesn't do anything worse. And as it snaps and pulls back, it too is going to kind of coil up 
poised to strike ready in front of the group here. Uh, Zira. Uh, I am going to uh, cast shield on myself. Okay. And then attack and stuff, yeah. I'm going to uh, um, I'm going to daze the big snake. Okay. Uh, uh, it, I have to do damage to the e, uh, to saving throw yep. for the snake, and I will, it's my spellcasting modifier plus four, which my spellcaster modifier is plus four itself, so that'd be eight if it doesn't succeed, I think. Right, is it a will save or a fortitude save? Mm, will save. And the, uh, the plus four is the sheet showing you what your spellcasting modifier oh, is. Stays thank you for clarifying. Darn. You're good. Okay, will save on the snake. Uh, it's an animal, probably not fantastic. It is, in fact, not fantastic. Uh, 12. Uh, I believe mine is a 17. That's that will my fail? Class. Yes. Yep. All right, I'm gonna take four damage. That's going to take four points of mental. <sighs> and I will... That's and it. That, That's my three. Yeah, it's gonna be three. Maybe you're yeah. spellcasting. All right, you got a shield in front of you now. Bodie Part. I like saying your name. It makes me happy. Bodie Bodie Part Wadless Wadless Boot. Yes. Uh, well, that that snake is too big for my bag, probably. Uh, so let's instead. Um, let, let's just bash it again. This time, uh, I'll bash it with my staff. I'm right here. Why not? Uh, Bodhi, like, kind of raises his staff and runs over and just tries to bonk this, this snack uh, right on the head. Uh, a little bit. A little bonk. comes up here and tries to give it a bonk. So as, as you go to move up this snake, this, with this defensive position it's taken, you caught past uh, Kasplat, it snaps out at you uh, defensively, lashing out as a reaction from its coiled position. I don't like that. Mm-mm. 25 to hit. Not only is it a hit, it is That's a critical success. Uh, is it exactly? It's 15, yeah. Because nice. shield is not a reaction, I can't do a thing about. It is not. Um, do you want to also go ahead and make me a fortitude save, Bodie Perp? Because this thing can about yes. fit you inside its mouth and you are... Oh, Bodie Perp! Oh, God. No. <laughs> fortitude? The lightning specialist runs directly into its mouth immediately. Uh, does a 10 do me well? Uh, you know what? I'm gonna utilize that plus 1d6. Oh, yeah, smart. yeah. Wait, but does it even matter? Because isn't it 17? Oh, you're right. You actually can't make it with a decent. So, yeah. Might not be a critical, right? Yeah, would it, would it stop being critical? Ah. It's not a critical failure. It's a regular failure. All right, then I'll, say, I'll oh, save I'll it to try and get out of the mouth later. But as this uh. thing's fangs are about as long as your little gnome arms sink into you, you are going to take 12 points of piercing damage from that critical hit. And you definitely <gasps> feel this poison. <sighs> but you can bonk it, man. I can bonk it. 
Let's see. You're in Balkan, right? <laughs> all right, all right. Can 16 on the die. Uh, 19 to hit. Or a bonk. 19 will hit. Hey, you get vengeance. All right. Now my, my super strong uh, 1d4 here. Hey! I, I max damage bonk it with four. Mm. Yeah, you uh, you lay a solid wallop on this thing. I mean, its mouth is right in punching range now that you can just swing it any direction and hit it in the head. So that, that you know, it just made your job easier, really. A solid hit. You have an action left, I believe. Uh... Yeah, yeah, I do. I do. Uh, I might as well try for a, a second bonk. Hit it again. And this, because this is not an agile, I'm at a minus five, right? Correct. Multiple and attacks in one, sir. Ooh! Ah! Oh! Oh! Like, Bodie Perp's mad. <laughs> yes. Uh, Bodie Perp with the nat twenty, or eh. After doubling, four damage. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're in there. Now four and then four. Two solid hits, Bodie Perp. Cuss Blatt. She's gonna see Bodie get get hurted. Be like, oh no, we're not messing with my friends. So she... She can hit from there, right? Yeah, you can, you, you can punch it. Your axe is over here somewhere, but you can no, punch it. No, I know. It. <laughs> yeah. So, three actions. So I can try to hit three times, right? Absolutely. Uh, I want her to be like, bah, bah, bah. <laughs> Each successive attack you make in a turn takes a stacking penalty. Um, it's, it's like minus fist, two. It's minus five. Um, ah. But your fists are agile, so it's only minus four. It's, it's easy to throw a lot of hands. It's better. They're Your first one's got no penalty. Hands. Okay. So the second two both have minus four? Minus four and then minus eight on the third one. Okay, Stacking the doubles. Yep. Okay. 21 for the first one. Ooh, that'll hit. Nice. Ooh. 22 for the second one. Even with the minus four. Plus seven. You're literally close. <laughs> 19. Please tell me. Because <laughs> I got Let's go. Because I got a nineteen oh. and then it's plus Y'all seven, getting but it's plus minus ones. eight. So wait, getting eighteen plus then. Ones. Oh we forgot about plus ones. You do 18. get a plus one. Eighteen misses, but nineteen with okay. Tabitha's entire courage hits. Oh. You hit ah. with all three of them. Yes. Throwing with a you know. <laughs> all right. Yes. Four plus four. Where's my D four? God, that was useful. <laughs> my favorite is when Bodhi pops in. Okay, I got this. I'm gonna tell you right now. What What are you doing to this snake? This snake's got six health. What are you doing to this snake? <laughs> yes. Oh, this baby's dead. <laughs> Instead of my first punch, then <laughs> you're beating them. But what? What? What's it look like? What? What happens? So, like I said, she she's getting a little upset that her friend got bit at, and like she's little, but her friend is even littler, and so she wants to take care of those around her. And so you see her like 
flexing her muscles so big. <laughs> like she's intimidating. And you just see her rounding it up and ready to like like Popeye. You know, like you see like Popeye mm -hmm. <laughs> doing his thing. She's very Popeye right now. And she's gonna like undercut it right underneath its mouth. She wants to send it flying. <laughs> I'm sure you will, because you know what else you have? While you still are uh, a little large and in charge here, you have plus four damage on your attacks. <laughs> this baby did it! <laughs> brain you just did your plus 24 damage to this thing with your bare hand. Yikes. Suffice to we'll say, after the extreme walloping, uh, that As snake, it's flying, she wants to look at Tabitha be like, that's Danner later. Oh, wonderful. Get it? <sighs> mm, yeah. I got This third snake does not really want to be dinner and has some sense of self-preservation. And uh, given the situation and the growing horde of incredibly angry circus folk is absolutely just going to slither down under the bleachers out of sight and away from being a problem. To the uproarious cheers of the crowd in the stands as you beat the crap out of this giant garden hose here. I'm completely unaware that this isn't a planned part of the act. <laughs> and as you beat the snake down, you turn to see Axel taking his bow in the center ring, collecting his birds to head backstage. We've got a couple of problems. First of all, Bodie Perp. Not feeling fantastic. He got attacked pretty aggressively by this large snake. And uh, how are you looking, my fine friend? Oh, um, well, oh, oh, Pup is, um, bleeding profusely. Uh, <laughs> fluids everywhere. Uh, things are getting darker. Uh, I, I, like I could to take use more poison damage. Like, <gasps> that would put me at dying one. <laughs> Can I sue him? Can I sue Yes. I'm gonna sue you gonna now. Odie Perth. Face plants in the dirt on the way backstage. Oh my god. Okay, I'm gonna <laughs> soothe you real quick. And as he falls, we have a wild magic coming in oh. as well. I don't know if that had a particular target. Was that to anyone in particular? Or is that just going That's into the, the wilderness? That's the random of randoms. Random of random. All right, D6. I guess D4. There's four of you. Boomst. Bodhi perp, obviously. Why would anybody else? No! perp! Let's roll me d20, buddy! Now you're unconscious, dying on the floor. Snake venom. Oh, no. What else is happening? It's an 18 on a d20. Actually, kind of convenient for you. Uh, as he falls into a pool of, uh, as he has said, uh, liquids. Snake venom, his own blood, snake blood. He's got a face plants in the dirt here. You lean down, Tabitha, to soothe him. But before you can finish your magic, you see him kind of twitch and uh, spasm a bit in the dirt. And you get <laughs> one hit point back. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the snake venom, I think, is going to help. The dirt, really, I think, uh, <clears throat> is the dirt magic see dirt. You see, as he goes to stand up, the blood now kind of smearing the whole front of his body. Uh, his skin starts to tinge 
a bright red as uh, this blood starts to infuse, his own blood starts to infuse back into his body, leaving to heal him here. Uh, you know, as that blood uh, heals the target. <laughs> it, just, it can be yours. I'm gonna soothe you anyway, because this is very <laughs> okay. Um... <sighs> God, just hold hold your breath, and oh, I'll go to no soothe you. And this is a 1d10 plus 4 hit points, and plus 2 status bonus to save against any mental effects, if that happens at all. Alright, let's see what you get. Wow, these die really don't like you, but you get a 7. <laughs> hey, that puts him at 8! Oh good. Boji, please don't leave us. It's a nineteen on the die. Plus five. Hey! Be good. Alright. Not gonna take any oh, for the poison. Uh, <laughs> that gives me wounded one, yes? Yes, you wounded you wounded one. Um, but as you heal him, his blood almost is gone. It's still present on the front of his, his shirt and his pants, but it's almost gone. His face, his hands, his skin just is sucked it right up. The irises of his eyes even start to turn blood red as he's invigorated by the absorption of his own blood on the outside of his body here. This, this is why I just do lighting effects. Oh, my. Oh no. Is do I need to do a medicine check to see if Bodhi is okay? He's clearly uh, not. What? But... <laughs> Mentally, I don't know. I can't describe his state. Uh, but <clears throat> physically, it it looks like whatever this weird effect he's having from his brush with death has bounced him back. Like this is definitely invigorating him. It's making him stronger. This being oh. a wash. Own blood. Okay, well, I'm going to assume that you're fine, and I'm going to put you down now. I, there's, there's an outside chance, Tabitha. I may be invincible. Oh, wonderful. Help us figure out what happened. Is the show still running? The show is still running, yes, as you get back behind the curtain. Uh, to everyone just kind of watching the debacle this has become. The audience is still into it. Axel did great. You guys were entertaining over there. And you get backstage and the professor, looking at the group of you down at Bodie. Um, are, are you alright, Bodie Boop? Man, that was fantastic, honestly. That was spectacularly well handled. We need a, a build-up here. We need two shows for the right and left ring. Somehow this is going fantastically, honestly. Axel, that was amazing. And, uh, professor, I feel we must redefine your definition of fantastic and wonderful. Um, who Who did we decide was the next the next act? Weren't we going to go fire fire? Yeah. Fire fire then. Vera, we must yeah. make haste. But, and where are those but, twins? Are we not going to talk about the snakes? We've dealt with the snakes, have we not? Yeah. But why? Uh. The professor puts a hand on Vera's shoulder and says, It's okay, don't don't worry about it, Vera. I'm sure you'll do fine. Here, 
take this. It's good luck charm. And hopefully it will help you out there at the show. And he hands you, thanks to uh, Joshua Must in the chat. Uh, oh, thank you. Roll me a d20. Yes. What does he hand you? A 12. He hands me a 12. He hands you a 12? <laughs> yep. He hands you a small, uh, what looks to almost just be a feather. Like a, a perfectly normal, a very well-kept feather. Uh, the tip of its quill uh, looking like it's been dipped in gold and traced around with very fine arcane sigil. And he hands it to you, fell on his face. It's blessed, you know, by a real wizard. It's It carries good luck. Now, off you go. On with the show. Okay. <laughs> it's kind of... Just, like, stuffed you. it in her shirt to get some pockets. <laughs> and the flamboonies. Oh, okay. Feather. And holding onto it, you can feel that obviously there is uh, like apparent magic in this. It feels like it can be activated. And uh, you are a sorcerer yourself. You understand magic yeah. to some extent. Uh, you actually can tell how just simply running your thumb down the shaft would pull out the latent magic in this. Uh, but you had to wondering, Lamboni's sisters head to the other. The show must, in fact, go on. Uh, what is your performance here, Vera? Um, I am going to get um, the fire. Um, they're like fans that you uh, dance with, basically. You, they have like lights on the ends of them. Um, and I'm going to light each of them very carefully, all manually. I don't do. She doesn't do any magic. For the fire performance, mm. um, takes them and just starts fire dancing on her own. As you start to perform this on your end of the uh, the ring, the Flamboni sisters on the other side are as well starting to get into their act. Anya and Junia each lighting up a trio of torches individually, uh, juggling them, facing away from each other at opposite ends of the ring. Uh, a similarly simple start. To their performance. So, I need you to roll me a skill check for your performance. Oh, uh, though, okay. what skill check is, uh, if you get anything you can give me a good argument as to why you should be rolling it for this, I will pick. I use performance. <laughs> uh, that would make a lot of sense to me. Performance will do. Here, I will do it in not manually because I do not trust my own dice right now. <laughs> can Bodhi Perp help with like dancing lights to, like, augment the color of lights and flash and just elevate it a little bit? Uh, yeah, you can certainly illuminate the ring a little bit. If she's going to perform, uh, I would let you also attempt to take the aid action, and you can roll a perform check as well. Okay, I got a oh, four, but it's a plus seven. Okay, so we're at eleven. Yep. You have a 1d6, too. Oh, I'm 1d6! Wait, seven is a... Two. So I got a thir uh, thirteen. Thirteen. All right, we're making progress. <laughs> help, uh, help, help. Thirty twenty. Thirty twenty. You su you successfully aid here for another bonus, uh, and through all of these bonuses combined, we just got Vera to the passing grade here. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> and this I'm nervous. Uh, as you start your performance here. 
uh, the crowd again in Rapture. We have kind of, kind of this series of wondrous events. We're not really going for like the high climax, uh, climactic high action things quite yet. Uh, the Flamboni twins on the other side of the arena also doing their thing here. Uh, they are going to get a 22 on theirs. They're doing fantastic. Um, crowd's attention's kind of split. You got fire going on both sides. You're both succeeding. You're both doing good. Now, as you perform, you start to open this up. You got the crowd's attention. You're doing all right. You can, if you choose, uh, just post the rest of your performance. Or you can attempt to kick it up a little bit, roll the check again, a minus five to see if you can enrapture the crowd further. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep, I'm doing that. I am so very doing bold. That. 19 plus seven. Ooh, With the minus five. So plus oh, two. 21 yeah. easily succeeds on the second performance. What are you doing as you bring it up? Um, I'm going to. Uh, Start doing cartwheels as I keep the fans going. So almost like a flipping around on the ground, but keeping them lit. And then one hand's missing, and then the other hand's missing as I somersault across the uh, ring. The crowd is starting to break out into some cheers here as you start to ramp this up. You are really getting their attention. The Flamboni sisters on the other side, similarly. Uh, still backs to each other's go uh, back to each other to go from juggling their torches alone to start to toss them blindly back to each other. Each of them slowly strafing around the ring as these six torches start to move in a full arc. They're also gonna roll with minus five. Then they're gonna get a natural nineteen. They are also <laughs> you guys are sending it out here. This is a fantastic buildup. Now, you have one more opportunity if you want to go for the big finish at a minus 10. Or you could take your victory and head back in. Oh, that's what they're going to do if you leave. <laughs> I know. You know what? I'm going to go for it. You have to. We if have you're going to do it, the Flamboni's are going to do it. This yeah, is their it happen. So it's a minus 10? Minus 10. So if you're at plus 7, it's going to be roll minus 3. is going to be the end result. 19. I got a 19, so minus 3. What are you doing? That's a success. Is it a success? Yes. I mean, it's at the time of <gasps> I'm watching this all from the back. Curtain and I'm just completely impressed. I didn't know that fear had it in her. Hmm. I didn't know either. <laughs> Bring She's some spice to my my this all this flavor in your performance. Hmm. She's a natural. Oh. Absolutely. Professor, did you ever know she could do this? I, I've seen her uh, practicing, uh, of course, but I've never seen anything quite like this. I don't know where she found the time to put this act together. This is incredible. Hmm. You're I, lucky it paid I, off. I'm truly speechless. And he turns over towards the Flamboni sisters, uh, who are also going to go big or go home. 
And they this are home, though. decidedly going home. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I knew somebody had to eat it. But we live uh, at the uh, We love that. In result, <laughs> you're doing so well that they, they're not a disaster. Um, but they just kind of lose it a bit on their build-up to their finale for their ex. Um, mm-hmm. the torture two is dropped, fire stuff across the ground. No one's like her. It's not a total wash. Uh, but your performance is, is so spectacular. And theirs is, is fine. It's it's like, it just didn't have the big finisher that you did. Now, when the two of you both end up retreating backstage, the crowd is in uproarious applause at this. This opening night, you know, Ringmaster Death and Snakes and everything else notwithstanding, is everything you could have ever hoped for. Again, minus all of the terrible things that are happening so far. Uh, and you come back yeah. to just gobsmack these super performers. Eliza, absolutely in shock. Like, that was amazing. The professor looking at Vera, like, you're grown as second head. Don't even take this. V- um, uh, Vera vomits on the side. <laughs> from nerves. She <laughs> just empties her stomach. <laughs> Oh, not so bright. Yeah. Oh, Don't ever vomit from your greatness. You are wonderful. Good. Good. I get my smelling Mark. salts. I crack it over her nose. <laughs> Relax. Thank you. <laughs> okay. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. We're good. And she vomits again. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm good. There's nothing left. Too many buns. Alright, our last act. Where are they? Professor puts up his finger. Well, the main event. And then we still need all three uh, rings for the finale. But, uh, and uh, this Mordain comes walking up at this point. Yes, yes. Sounds like you've done a fantastic job warming up the crowd for me. Thank you very much. Oh, I'll enjoy this almost half as much as they do. I turn to your uh, halfling, Clarence! I forgot my things! And he kind of puts up a finger to correct her. His name is Cletus, and he calls him something different almost every time she addresses him. But thinks better of it, he gets a couple of the roustabouts to start preparing her tank uh, for her almost kind of Houdini-esque escape performance. And Professor... uh, Well, I, I suppose we need a main event, and... He just sort of looks to the four of you. <clears throat> I put in your hands. Uh, Mordain? Yeah. Um, that, that, she's confident. Absolutely. Don't choke. Is it just... We're worried about. Do we need more for the other rings? Uh, for the finale, we will. The main event oh. is all eyes on the center ring. But once she's done, we'll need three acts to fill all of the rings simultaneously. Well, uh, <coughs> uh, my, my count is off, then. I think, I think we're one act short. He turns around. What do we have? We have uh, the throwers. Haven't performed yet. The, the Flamboni sisters. Uh, Eliza, if we can get the snake together. Oh, what about you, Kispat? You can perform. Well, I mean, I can bend some stuff. Can you grow That's big again? Impre- 
How did you do that? I don't know if I can just do that on command. Well, when I get when I get really hot, like you know, from anxiety, it happens. Um, so I'd rather not if I don't have to. That's fair. But I'm still very strong. Yeah. I uh, well, I could throw bonbons at the crowd. If oh, they would. The that's a fantastic finale event, honestly. Do you have the One cake? You can make that happen. You can make some pies, and I can throw them in the faces of people. Pies I like this idea. That's a wonderful act. Very wonderful. We'll smother our, our audience in my wonderful yeah. pies. They'll have no exactly. choice but to love them. Yes. Honestly, That's it's a blessing I'm... to be smothered in your food. Little chef! My mouse will come, and I'll say, go grab everything. All of the spices. Everything you need. Okay, thank you. And we'll start gathering food. As you're doing that, Mordane uh, has her tank repaired in the main ring here. This massive glass box on a small wheeled platform that several of the roustabouts roll out into the center ring. And her in this long white gown that trails behind her uh, split down one side as she comes up gesturing to the tank and doing her little performative opener indicating uh, along with the roustabouts they prepare everything the numerous locks and chains and latches upon its top as they go through an almost exaggerated laborious process of trying to open all the different latches and seals that uh, remove the lid of this thing uh, before Mordrain hands behind her back uh, has her wrists shackled together they're uh, looking wistfully over her shoulder at this as they're prepared. Trying to get the audience engaged. And... <laughs> oh, the natural one. So, um... <laughs> you know it's bad for us, but Ash is very excited for this. We, oh, we... I see. This is going swimmingly. Wonderful. <laughs> have gone from this high-intensity death-defying, uh, incredibly engaging fire performance. It, it basically just Mordain twirling around presenting this big tank. It's, it's kind of taking a long time to get going. There's a lot of setup that has to go into this, and the crowd has gone from these uproarious applause to just kind of murmurs. It's lukewarm at best. And uh, Mordain's not dumb. She kind of picks up on this, sort of carries herself up here. Lowers herself down to the tank, and then has the lid closed and sealed over her. As she goes through uh, her hands behind her, this whole act of, oh no, I'm stuck in this tank, looking back and forth, uh, backing up and pressing her hands against various parts of uh, various sides of it, looking out into the audience as if distressed as she starts to try to undo the locks of the shackles behind her to minus five. Okay, that's, that's better. Um... That's good. That's good. She's gonna get... Where did her numbers go? I got so many tabs open here. Four, so 16. So she is going to succeed on this second one. Gets her hands free. Just to kind of mime around the edge of this, up towards the top. Training this increasing panic as she continues to work. Knowing that she's got an uphill battle to make here, the crowd is now dropped to near dead silence. They're, they're engaged now. 
Not nearly as much as they were to the fire performance previously, but I mean, she's she's doing a pretty good job out there. But there is the finale here. She must escape from the tank itself at a minus ten. And uh natural Uh-oh. twenty. Okay. Mordain, I suppose, is the headliner for a reason, and though it starts kind of mild, the flourish throwing her hair back as she casts up the lid of this the perch up on the edge of the tank and folded across her chest before extending her arms to the audience. The cheers of all those watching who have become involved uh, are so engaged in her plight, her peril, holding up, pulling the chains up from behind her and just sort of dangling them before she draw, casts them down to the ground of the ring, pulling a dress around with a flourish as she turns and makes her way backstage, just kind of flicking a smile to the rest of you. That's why you have me. You're welcome. Hmm, wonderful. It looked kind of spotty in the beginning, but I'm glad you pulled it together. Uh, these Abbotton hicks wouldn't know talent if it literally rolls up to the front door and spits in their face. That's it's okay. We can dumb your... our act. You've earned your meal for the night. <laughs> wonderful. Now it's time for the final act. Yes, yes, send out whatever goons will fill the space. This show is all but one now. Thank you, Mordek. Alright. Can you, like, put some, like, mean spice our food later? (laughs) Just put, like, a bunch of peppers. I can make that happen. A spicy meal for a spicy performance. Yeah. With the crowds engaged. Quick, let's capitalize on this and finish it with a bang. Who wants the three rings? Who are we sending? This is it. This is everything. Do it for thunder! It's uh, flat! Uh, Alright. Yeah. I've um, got all of my confectionaries prepared. You handle the beauty. Hmm. I shall. Oh, what are you two? What? I'll I, I, set things on fire, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I Do you want to make Alaskan baked pie? Do you want to, like, ah. fire? Whipped cream, and then we can throw it at the crowd. It's a three-piece act. Hmm? Only not a flaming light pie? the pies. Only light the pies. If you Only light, if you light any of my bonbons or my beignets, I will have your head. Oh, All I right. will too, because I like to like eat a, them. Like a flaming meringue, if you will. Yes, yes. exactly. That's something we can. And if it doesn't work, I always get a flaming meringue. Yes. Oh, there is All no right. if. It's going to work. It must work. Confidence. That's what we It'll like work. to see. Three of you take your places in the rings. The crowd is already cheering. The main event is passed. Now, this is the finale. This is the great party that sends out the circus. Uh, people are already starting to leave their seats and mill about, coming down to the bottom of the bleachers and cheering, almost forming a denser crowd around these rings here. So three of you, it really is a combined party throughout the tent is the great send-off here. Who wants to go first? Well, I guess I should start with pies. I will see what we do. Not terrified at all. And I'm going to be using a perform, of course. That's the most logical. 23. Absolutely. Uh, Definitely successful. What are you doing? 
I will be throwing our pies over Bodie here and landing into the wonderful hands, wonderful, very capable of Kasplat. As you toss those over, your delivery on point to Kasplat are two of this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's a nat 20! That's 23! Yes! Okay, so she's going to very gracefully, like this hulking woman is like a gentle ballerina right now. And you just see her gathering these pies, and she's got them like lined up in her arms at this point. And she's gonna carry them over to Bodhi, who is going to light them on fire, and I hope my nat 20 helps me not catch on fire. <coughs> With a natural 20, you critically succeed in your performance here. So not only is the audience gathered around the outside of your ring uh, beyond enthusiastic, people literally clamoring in front of each other to see what is going on here to be, well, potential targets for this. They have thrown their cares to the wind for the fun that is <laughs> taking place. They are fully invested at this point in a circus of Wonders. wonders. I think we've had back to back Don't to throw back. your cares, throw money. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you have to eat it that way. Don't just stuff it in your mouth. Bite it gently. Already firm. Oh, you can shave it again. What are you about? Uh... Using Produce Flame, I guess, because that makes the most sense. Or Prestidigitation, whatever. Uh, I'd like the uh, meringue to flame, like, as it's falling into their hands and then poof out when they catch it uh, kind of thing. Uh, so, But my question for you... Okay. Bodie Perp... Bodie Perp Walderspoot is circus-born. He's been around things like clowns that throw pies his whole life. Could he, for this role, lore circus? Or do you want sure. an arcana? Or what, 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 what do you want here? If you do it, if you use the magic to light these, I would absolutely let you roll arcana. Uh, as a matter of fact, I would even let you use the magical attack roll if you wanted to for this. Well, they're all the same number. All right, well, uh, dealer's choice, I suppose. All right, and here's where Bodie Perp ruins the, the nat 20 run. Okay. You can do it. Uh, 15 on the die, plus 7, 22. And oh, easily successfully. Successful just on the die there. This three-piece pie-flinging, moraine-burning fiesta that we have created, uh, just kind of off the cuff here, is an absolute smash hit with the crowds. Uh, you've got the families from Aberton, their children up around, all excited about whatever's going on, thrilled to be up close and see all this going with the show and to get treats as a part of this. The question, you've got, like, you can all tell you clearly have a successful circus at this point. But that doesn't stop you from pushing the act if you want to make a further check here at the minus five. I mean, we're doing pretty good. We are doing yeah. pretty well. We'll start yeah. with you, Jared. Uh, well, it's it's Thunder's memorial show, I guess. Uh, let's see what happens. 
Hey, 16 on the die, but going to utilize an additional 1d6 just for fun. Wonderful. So, said and done, I am at a 27 before any penalties or whatever you do. So yeah, minus five for being your second act to be a 22, which is an easy successful addition to the performance here. As you continue going, uh, even though the show is winding down, the thrills of the crowd are only increasing. Cause Splat, Tabitha? Uh, wait, me trust what did my true die? Hmm? What did Bodhi do? What he Bodhi made do? it what more fiery, I assume. Yeah, like... <laughs> Uh, just flames spouting everywhere. Pink and purple, whatnot. I'm going to roll and see what we do here. Ooh, 15! Okay, wonderful. That's 22 with, you know, pluses and whatnot. 22 definitely succeeds. We're doing it. We're just pushing this (laughs) and it is absolutely working. Uh, We're the greatest roll on earth. It is the greatest roll on earth so far. This is going fantastic. Uh, So what are you adding to this, then? (laughs) (laughs) Splat is nervous. Like, how do we updo this? Splat is nervous because statistically, somebody has to roll out at some point. And I got a gnat last time. I don't think it's gonna happen twice. What? I don't say You'll that. never know! Go for the gold! Anything's possible. You believe in yourself. Wait, what did you add to the event? I... I... That's actually very good. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> so I had little chef bring out all of my sweet spices. And we made a cloud of just every beautifully smelling thing you can think of. And I improvised a new dessert right on the spot. And I call them Sin Buns. They're delicious, they're gooey. They have all different types of sugars and laid in layers and you can unroll it and you want, you can bite it into it if you want. It's a crowd favorite already. You see, cause Black is- Okay, is it my turn? <laughs> if you want to push, you don't have to push. But if you want to, it's your turn, yeah. Clearly, we're gamblers here. What about you? Do we get burned anyway? Is it minus five? Minus five. So that's 15 then, because I got a 17 minus five plus three. In is exactly what we need for finale success. <laughs> it's right there. Everyone succeeded Kasplat. How do you round this off? So Kasplat's gonna step off of her little podium and you're gonna see her walk up to like the, the little crowd right here and there's people sitting there, yeah? She's gonna oh, yeah. detach the bench, lift them up. <laughs> Put them on one shoulder and then do the same to the bench right next to it. Lift them up. Put that on her shoulder and she's going to carry them around to the new desserts. 
and like <laughs> lowers them so that they can... <laughs> <It's amazing. laughs> so that they... <laughs> there you go first class the crowd is ten thousand percent into this and uh, as you present this brand new dessert, the combined efforts of the greatest minds of the Circus of Wormwood Wonders here, uh, the rest of the roustabouts and the performers backstage start to spill out from behind the curtain into the area. Uh, sort of one massive final hurrah, bowing and waving, uh, saying there goes everyone who performed, uh, the Featherfall Five, that you can see back at the curtain, their younger children just watching through huge smiles on their faces. Their parents looking a little more distressed, but you're not sure their kids know what has happened before the show quite yet, because they just look like they're having a fantastic time. The group of you, against all odds, the power of just rolling good consistently, have managed to turn what could have been easily a complete disaster into a fantastic opening night here at the show. It is no question the people of Aberton are absolutely enamored with your circus. As a matter of fact, it's almost difficult to extricate yourselves from the crowd here in the aftermath of this, considering it is becoming a like literal feeding frenzy of... We call them sin buns? Sin buns. Yes. Sin all of the it. children of the town are here having the greatest night of their lives. Uh, the adults, you know, also having a fantastic time. Smiles on every single face as people slowly start to filter and trickle away from the crowd and back out towards the main awning, the edge of the grounds and back to their homes. The professor is the first to approach the group of you. Uh, you can tell the smile on his face is, is it's starting to crack a little further now. Uh, it's clearly a little forced. And it takes a moment to even get words out as he gets to the group of you. That, oh, that was certainly something Thunder damn sure would have been proud of. Thank you. <sighs> Thank you, all of you, for making our opening night a success. This is uh, beyond our wildest hopes when we had organized our first show here in Aberton. I'm going to be counting the coin for days. Okay, I, so I've held it together long enough. What is going on? I He's dead! There were snakes! What is happening? We're all backstage at this point, and now kind of standing almost like a wider circle around Thunder's body, the white sheet that had been drawn over it, just kind of been placed out of the way, because it just wasn't time to deal with it, really. I... I don't know. One thing going wrong is a coincidence, but... Something. And he steps over and kneels down to grab at the curtain and uh, start to, the sheet rather, start to pull it back from under's face again. Swelling is 
already started to subside a pretty decent amount over the uh, probably about two hours performance was total. And already perp. Notably, uh, your face, as time has passed, has started to puff up and turn a little bit purple as well. But not nearly as bad as thunder here. Do, do, do I have the goblin pox? Did I catch it from... Wait. Uh, stay back. Wait a minute. Is... Let's think about this. Let's 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 not, even... not freak out. Goblin pox? Is, do I thunder recognize have it? Source? Yes. As do I recognize it as goblin pox? Uh, thunder does not appear to have the sores next to his mouth, nor does Odie perp. And uh, Eliza shakes her head as well. I don't think that's goblin pox, huh? You got bit pretty bad by one of them snakes. Uh, a, a viper that big is starting to have some pretty potent poison. Are you think by the snakes? Sort of looks over at Thunder, and the professor sort of shrugs. I, I don't have a better explanation, but how? Does he have any bites? Can we look his body and see if there's any bites? Yeah. Absolutely, you can, you can check over his body. Uh, the four of you, as you go to sort of look him over, he's up in his ringmaster attire. He was in his costume. He's got quite a few layers on. Uh, so you're going to need to pull away his vest uh, and kind of like dress him down a bit to be able to look over his, his body and, and see. And, and as you do, you, you notice that his, his legs are so swollen that the only way to get his pants off is to cut them off of his body. They, they can't be removed. Uh, I'll rip them off. And because yeah, Spider's rips those right off, uh, <laughs> revealing incredibly obvious plethora of wind punctures across his calves. Uh, nearly a dozen pairs of these bites do immediate casual observation. My goodness, if um, I didn't know any better, I think these were mosquito bites. I think these might be snake. Anybody want to make me medicine? And or nature chicks, we could have people do both, or either. Yeah, you try. Untrained try nature chicks. <laughs> you Untrained don't want mine. I'm sorry. Which? <laughs> either. Uh, both things. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. would have leaned toward medicine. Only perp nineteen untrained medicine. Uh, split. I got a seven. <laughs> I'm an eight. Also here. Split's looking at his pants, trying to look for evidence. Uh, <laughs> Mira? Uh, I got a 12 flat. No bonus. For uh, okay. nature. Tabitha? I got an 8. A 12 nature would be enough to know that this isn't normal. The snakes don't act like this. Uh, a wild snake is not going to viciously attack you dozens of times. If it bites you at all, it's only going to be because it's, it's you know, it's pressured. It's defensive. It just wants you to go away. They don't do this. Uh, Bodhi Perp, with a 19, even untrained in medicine, given the evidence here and, you know, your own <laughs> symptoms and what you're kind of feeling versus thunder, you're quite confident that the venom of these snakes is almost certainly what killed thunder. 
Oh, well, it, <laughs> that's one question uh, solved, one mystery, I guess. Uh, that but venomous why? snake. Wait, what? How far apart are the the puncture wound? They're all on the size of the snake. You would estimate it's approximately the size of the smaller snakes that you saw on the bleachers. Ah, <laughs> you got. You can check it with your own bangle. <laughs> <laughs> Where did the snakes come from? Is it the real question? That's my question. This and isn't natural. Questions. The father of the Featherfall Five, the Cambali family, comes over. Uh, well. I suppose it works out just as well as anything that you haven't asked us to perform tonight. Uh, we were just packing away our things and uh, all of our nets have been sabotaged. Uh, they look like they've been destroyed. Like, destroyed? I don't know, it looks like they've been chewed through by like rats or something. You could come take a look. They're utterly ruined. So let me get this straight. Your rats, these imaginary rats, chew through the snake bag and they attacked our ringleader. What? Oh, our, our safety nets for our tightrope performance that we put underneath. Oh. Oh. Oh, no. oh even worse. So who would want to damage our show? That's the only explanation that can be drawn. Some saboteurs afoot. Uh, is there another no. circus group? Is they there another circus group, U.S.? Uh, many of you may have come from this previous circus background when Thunder and the Professor formed a circus where it wanders to break away. The terrible conditions of the Celestial Menagerie back in Escadar, the biggest city on the Isle of Erin. And as you posit this question, everyone's thinking it. Absolutely everyone's thinking it. But Eliza is the first one that says it, and she shakes her head. That damn Mistress Dustbot. It's got to be. Oh, I... Madam Dustlight. He was a terrible but fierce feline. Mm. But unfortunately, I'm mad at her a little myself. How? Devious. Uh, the how is the question? I don't, I don't understand. She didn't have any kind of a snake charming act other than myself when we were with her, her menagerie. I don't know where oh. she would have got. She's resourceful. I'm sure she'd find a way. I want to well, march over there and give hmm. her one, too. Oh, now you know that won't do any good. It's just going to rile her up. She'll definitely... She'll just make it worse. We, we saw Thunder right before dinner, and then he was dead. So whoever did it has to be relatively close, yes? What if we um, foreman stand out and search around, maybe? I, I, I'm inclined to agree. We had checked uh, everything uh, throughout the morning. Uh, the Kambali's equipment was fine just a few hours before curtain. Obviously, it was, it was thunder. 
I'm... You think we have a traitor? That's I'm what I'm thinking. This, this may not be over quite yet. I'm not certain... I'm not certain we're safe here. The pencil there. What to do? Grab the best spices. Pack them up. What do we? What what, what do we do? Like do we go Can back we to our wagons? What if, what if they're in our wagons? What if there's more snakes? We'll, we'll take care if there's more snakes. That's okay. what I'm, I'm not concerned. Go as a group. We should we'll, stay we'll, together. We'll investigate all of the wagons. We'll sleep out tonight, and then in the morning. We pull up stakes and move to the next town. That's what we do. And Liza looks at you, collects the professor across the group. Oh, I don't know, hon. I don't even know that uh, sleeping here tonight's a great idea. Look, Where I, are we gonna I go? don't know what group of you learned to, to fight, but can you, can you make sure? I don't know. Nothing's going to happen to us in our, in our campgrounds back here. What if they're still here? They, they can't have gone that far. They must have been here just before the show, right? Not necessarily. They could have done, released the snakes and left. Uh, cut the wires. We need to go through a safety check of everything in the circus. Yeah, everything. All the, all, the, all the cards. Um, but I, I definitely need uh, a sleep this evening. Uh, I don't know if you... Yeah, I am feeling aching. ...taking a gander to my swollen face. Mm-hmm. Need some uh, time. Liza just kind of winces. Uh, I, I can, I can touch you up a bit, hon. I know a better field triage back from my ranger days. I was never too good at fighting, but uh, and this is exactly the kind of stuff that I, I used to have a lot of practice treating. Uh, come here, sugar. Have a seat on this crate over here, and I'll see what I can do. <laughs> like, look around and in front of and behind and under for any spare, like loose snakes. <laughs> Before taking a seat. Mm-hmm. And uh, as he takes over, the professor steps up to Kasplat. Uh, I. That's. Vera. I'm just going to motion Tabitha over. I. Mm. Where did the group of you learn to defend yourselves like that? That was quite well, a I mean, show. Have you seen my muscles? I mean, that's fair enough, I suppose. Stupid question on my part. That's on me. Um, I, the kitchen I mean, is a very dangerous place. I hate to ask this of you, but could you check the our, our campgrounds out back? I, a lot of our performers, and she kind of looks over at the Kembali's like 9 and 11 year old children and Axel and more Dan's a freaking diva who's never worked an actual day in her life. If they were to run into something amiss, I don't think many of us could handle it. But, well, that was damn impressive how quickly you got that situation under control during the opener. I couldn't, we can look around. Um, Is there kind any of tired, but we can see where they might have gone or where they've come from. Surely there must be something. Uh, Elijah, you said you were a ranger, right? Are you good at tracking uh, things? 
Uh, I was once. Uh, let me deal with Bodie Perp here, hon. I can take you, take a look and help you out. One of the snakes left, and I... I'm not very good at tracking things, but we are, can see where one of the snakes left. Are any of you <laughs> trained in survival? I, I don't play in the dirt. I love uh, the dirt. Well, I grew up around the dirt and the rocks and the cliff sides and the tunnels and the caves and the how do you think that I was able to get around other dwarfs with this beard? I mean, you know, I had to whack him around anything or two. I can survive. Mine's fine. Wanna give me a survival check then, cause what? Yes. Well, baby, that's a twenty-four. Ooh, well, Ooh. one off. She's super uh, shy. Looking around the area where Myron had been uh, stricken, and uh, that er uh, the back area of the uh, this uh, staging area, you can see tiny little prints. When you get down, and look. Even with all of you and all your roustabouts moving around backstage, they're they're interspersed through everything. Tiny little three three pronged triangular feet. They're rat prints. They're a jillion. Rat prints. And uh, interestingly enough, it looks like it was a fairly impressive number of small rats, but it looks like they moved near in unison. They came in under the uh, southeastern edge of the tent and kept behind boxes and crates and undercarts and well out of sight, looking like they were almost a single unit as they traveled around. There Footprints obscure basically anything else that uh, you could really see, plus uh, everyone else as they've been backstage for the few hours uh, during and now after the show here. You're going to see Kasplat, like, on the ground. She probably didn't need to be, but she's on the ground and kind of going through the dirt. And uh, she's on all fours on her elbows. These rat prints... We got a rat infestation. Ugh. So we have rats and we have snakes. Bring... Did you bring your friends? They're horrid. Ugh. But, but how? Well, there's nooks and crannies and things, and they came behind the crates. So, I mean, they were just hiding from us. But organized? They must have had little buggers. Hmm. Is there a rat? Tamer that was in the other circus? A rat king? Um, the king of rats. Uh, the menagerie would not have any animal acts like that small. You know, they have a lion tamer, uh, and they would have a <laughs> pair of trained gorillas as well as what the menagerie was named for, which is just a big show of extremely exotic animals um, like uh, azadas, which are angelic uh, half-snake women with uh, huge feathered wings. Uh, you know, they would have. I would have had a pair of massive hill giants that served as 14-foot-tall clowns. Uh, they would have their own menagerie of uh, something, things akin to Mr. Tickles, some uh, some reptiles, but not rats you would know of. And uh, Bodie Purp, as Eliza treats you, you would get, what's oh, a sick roll? You would get 12 hit points back, and she would remove your wounded condition as she treats you while you were looking this over. But the questions here are really only piling up. Clearly something is extremely afoot. And well, given 
many of your fellow performers, it seems like you four might be the only ones who can really safely investigate it. Perpetrator could still even be here. Perhaps a mystery to be solved next week, I think. Oh no. Oh, we did it. What? Absolute banger of an opening night as far as the people of Everton are concerned. <laughs> Fantastically successful show. Absolutely filling the circus's coffers. Not to do the math on how much money it actually made later because that was way more successes than I thought you guys were going to get. Why the sad trombone? Hey, I, you clicked, guys I clicked the wrong horn. Sorry. <laughs> very, very sad that we got a lot of money. A lot yeah. of money. He hates money. We did so good. You guys Mwah. did fun. Fantastic salvage. And thank you, everyone, for hanging out for our premiere of The Greatest Roll on Earth. Thanks to all of you. We had such an absolute banger of an opening night. Hopefully we'll see you all next week. Stay with us. I think we're going to go on a raiding adventure off into the TTRPG metaverse, which we'll see you next time, friends. Hi, everybody.